crinkle of biscuits. Bed yum 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 and a biscuits. Um, Pat, go for it, man. Are we on there? Uh, what fucking game? I don't know. <laughs> well, if you remember when we had the lovely Ryan Lester on, um, on the beautiful last, man, it was the Boiled Sweet podcast. Yeah, it got a lot of love actually. That did a lot of famous love. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, so so where we got up to was um, the Cardiff game, and yeah. th- that was five de- no wins in five or five defeats. And um, but we left fairly positive, and Ryan asked us to do predictions for the Chelsea game. And we were all fairly positive about that. And that was and a long time ago, that was. Yeah, but you had stuff on, so we couldn't do one when we planned to, if you remember. Yeah, I had a lot so of we've stuff So we've got a few games to discuss today, so why not start with Chelsea? Okay, then. Yeah. Uh, fl- flying, Chelsea were flying, weren't they? Let's just introduce everybody. I'm Mikey. Hello, Mikey. Because uh, somebody told me the other day, we don't know who's on the fucking podcast, because you go do it properly and you don't introduce anybody. <laughs> well, right. well, 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 I don't know, because at the end of the day, I'm just a bloke from a fucking council estate. <laughs> I don't know how this shit works. <laughs> so, Ian Powell, yeah. Neely Pat, and I'm, I'm Mike. Um, we, we ain't got much protocol on this, I'm afraid. There ain't no protocol on it. There's there ain't no, no fucking. We're all here. Come and speak to me anytime you want. There's, yeah. <laughs> there's no bells and whistles on our podcast. No bells and whistles. It fucking hardly works. The fucking thing we've been here like half an hour <laughs> trying to get it to fucking work. <laughs> so, so getting back to Chelsea, um, I, th- I think I think you could call that a turning point in the season, really. Because there, there was like, a lot of negativity, negativity about, and we mentioned on the last poddy as well, some people e- even questioning Nuno, like, we need to move him on and whatever. Fucking idiots, mate. Oh, Facebook crap, that was, yeah. wasn't it? Well, and Twitter as well. It was all over social media. But, but in terms of the game, we did slightly alter our style of play in, in terms of setup. It was still 4-3-4-3, four, three, four, three, but Gibbs-White was... was Behind the front, yeah, the behind front the front two. two. But when we had the ball, it was different. So like, it's when we were out of possession, we set up slightly different to when we were in possession. If that makes sense. Now explain it to me, because well, we, we looked to stretch the game when we got the ball, but when we didn't have the ball, we were more compact, and and I think we allowed Chelsea on to us quite a bit in the first half, but we pretty much dealt with everything that they had in the locker. I know, I know they. They got that goal, um, and there were, you know, shouts of "Oh, here we go again" and whatever. But I think, from from the perspective of us managing the game against a team with such quality like Hazard, fucking Willian, and whatever, he was good, he was. yeah, um, I, I, I just thought we got it spot on. And second half, we we bossed that game. I, I don't want to jump ahead and say like. Same thing happened at Tottenham, but uh, well, we'll get to we that. Do, we, we do have a tendency to start off quite laid back. Oh, I wouldn't say it's laid back. I think it's a bit like boxers feeling each other out. And the the thing is, when you play top team like Chelsea, Liverpool, who we'll speak about later, Tottenham, their their mindset isn't to sit in, is it? They're not going to sit in. They want to come and impo- you know impose themselves on the game and let their superior skills or whatever they think they've got win the game. And they're the type of teams that suit us, I think. It's, it's like your Watford, your Huddersfield, your Cardiffs, where they, and we'll see it because we've got Palace on Wednesday, well, tomorrow night, and we've got Palace. Yeah. They're going to be another one. He'll come and hold what they have and then just yeah. try and sneak, sneak some it. It's what we did under Mick, really, last time we were in the Premier League. It, 
we weren't very expansive at all. It's not like it is now. Yeah, um, I agree with that. I mean, from, from the perspective, getting back on the Chelsea game, Jota was on fire, wasn't he? he it was. Yeah. It was. He got come back to his best. He was back on it. I mean, he'd, he'd been away with Portugal. He, he'd, he'd got a couple of goals for the under twenty threes or the under. 21s, whatever, and he come back, and you could just see he had that zip about him. Yeah. He, he never, he never, ever, ever gives anything less than his best. But sometimes it ain't your day, is it? And like the ball all bounced here, but it, it just seemed everything seemed to drop for him. The goal from Jimenez was one of the best I've seen at Molyneux in terms of the build-up of play. And Morgan Gibbs White, if you, I must have watched it like 50 times. The way he runs with it. The pass through to Jimenez, and people say like Jimenez's goal was a little bit lucky. I don't think it was lucky at all. It weren't bad keeping. It was just because he hit it that early. He hit it that early and didn't give um, Aspilic what not, what's his name Arabalaga the um, keeper Arabalaga I think yeah. it is. Um, he's a Basque, isn't he? Their keeper is signing from Bilbao. And he hit it. It was it reminded me a lot of Bully when Bully got into positions. Hit it early, hit it hard, and it was past the keeper, and the roof just lifted off Molyneux. But the the pass from Morgan Gibbs White makes that goal. Hundred percent spot on. I, I think in in the in the Chelsea game we expelled so many myths. It was untrue. We ended that that like bad run. Yeah. In inverted commas, because I don't think it really was a bad run. I don't. Anyway, you look at it. We had a couple of bad results in there, but the Huddersfield result was really disappointing. But apart from that. No other performance really merited us only getting the one point. No, if you know what I mean. No, I totally so it, agree. It, it wasn't. It was nowhere near as bad as it looked on paper. So it expelled that myth straight away because we got three points from the game. Expelled another myth that we can't play when we go behind because we went behind against the team that ain't going to surrender fuck all no. once they go behind in Chelsea. Top team. Different with other teams, but particularly Chelsea. I think it was a brilliant achievement because once they go a goal in front, very rarely do they get do they get beat. No, no, no. But, yeah, it, it slightly different different scenario at Tottenham Saturday. We expelled another myth about this we're too rigid in formation. Nuno blasted that guy out the fucking water, didn't he, when he was talking about what are numbers in football? There's no such fucking in his thing. In his Everybody interview. gets fucking hung up about three four three. Yeah. Um, you know, whatever formation you want, it, it, it's not about numbers. It's about how we set up on the field. We every, we we definitely play with the back three. That number's there. Yeah. And that's why it still should be fucking three at the back as far three as I'm at concerned. The back. You know, we've got it. We we sing that wrong for me because it's three at the fucking back. <laughs> but anyway, because that's that's the number that's constant. <coughs> that's the one thing that's constant. The rest of the, the rest of the setup is entirely it's fluid. fluid. It is. It is. So uh, Gibbs voice just added a li- another little dimension. Uh, you're absolutely spot on with what you said there, Pat, because that was just fantastic but, sort of number ten play. But the approach to it as well, the way we pinged it about in that yeah, build-up. But he's not. He's not a number ten. I mean, anybody. If you look at that back, and I've looked it back thousands of times now, it's just genius work. And they'd be fucking wanking over that if if it was Man United somebody or else somebody else. else. So yeah, yeah. that's great. another point. But that, that's another that's another myth we expelled. You know that we can't do it from behind. That we can't. We, another thing was we, we you know we need a plan B. We've we've got plan A to fucking Z in that fucking lineup. We have. We've got 
Never mind fucking B, C, or D. We got A to Z. But the basics, the basics, the, bl- the blocks that you've always got to have there, the foundations, always stay the same. They don't change. It's everything from the base, isn't it? I mean, talking about like being tactically um, astute. Some of that we saw in the Chelsea game that we haven't seen before was Bennett on the long throws. <coughs> I mean. Oh, no. no, I mean obviously it's something they've worked on in training and I'm, I'm going to come on to this in a bit because I think um, I had a chat with somebody about this on Saturday I can't remember who it was, it might have been Oris or I think it may have been somebody else um, it's just an, it's like a corner in it, it's like a set piece if it's going to cause chaos and you've got people like um, Bolly, Jimenez and whatever why not, because if something drops in the box and you've got the bodies in there you, you will get some advantage on it over the season so that's something whereby we're not just, um, you know, a one, two, three team. It's an algorithm that we've got in that team. The, the other thing I want to say about Bennett was his tackle on Willian. Oh, yeah. Hazard just chips it through. Willian, and you just see him, and there's nobody like within 10 yards of him, so it seems. And just as he's going to pull the trigger, from the side, dun, 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 Lord Bennett comes. Lord Ben out. Takes the ball, takes the player. Fucking and, and that got the crowd so hyped up because they saw intent. No, it was. It's like for the shirt, for the badge. This is uh, people talk a lot about game changers in football, and they look at the subs that come on who can make a difference and who can score a goal or anything. That was a game changer. Oh, moment. definitely. And it's, so Roy and Benny, it's a fucking game changer. It set, it set the tone. And, and and the other thing that I want to say about the Chelsea game, I think, which shouldn't be lost in anybody. Is the influence Matinho had on the game second half? Mm. Um, because in in the the build up to Jota's winning goal, like coming from behind, obviously Rail's got the first one, we equalised. But I think it was William that was on the ball, and if you look at it, Matinho goes over to him, he wins the ball, and like it's a bit of a contentious challenge, and like they're appealing for a, a free kick. Chelsea are, and instead of playing the ball forward immediately, what Matinho does. He turns back on himself, he has a look, and then he sees Doherty, pings it through to Doherty, and as as Matty does, like all season long, he's fucking always there offering that outlet. Squares it across, Jotter's there, bang the roof, comes off. Yeah. He did that again in the last game. This is something now that, that, that can, it's a continuous development, isn't it? I mean, Matinho, I mean, like, we, we've got loads of young lads, and, and people tend to forget the, the fact that we have got so many young players. And that they're, they're sort of still developing, like if you say. You look at Matinho and you think, fucking hell, off the shelf product, are you? Like, you know, experience up to his ear. I was in his early 30s, played God knows how many internationals, been there, seen there, done it all. Still think, still think that Nuno is going to get more out of Matinho than possibly he's ever done anywhere else in his career. Uh-huh. You look at, at, at how he started the season, how he started in our fixed lineup. As it was, because mm. we, st- we we started with the same starting eleven for how many matches Re- a record or it could have been Yeah, and he he was more or less always always doing the same thing. As as it's developed and Nuno's looked at that and seen the way he can he can bring it forward. He's like, go on, Joe. You've you've been great. You, you've been a great player in this orchestra. Now you can start to fucking conduct it, mm. and that's what we're seeing. Yeah, definitely. Ah, he's, given, he's, he's, he's got that. He's playing just that little bit further forward now. The last few games, and he's starting to make things happen. And boys, he's starting to make them fucking happen. And 
you look at another player who who, who would think just been there since done it all, Ryan Bennett. I mean, he did that outrageous fucking back, back the other day. I mean, like that back heel. It, it's, it's just like these it's, players. It's confidence aid. Everybody. And that was when it was one nil better down. And better oh, and better. That was when we was one nil down. I mean, the the, the thing as well um, with the Chelsea game, in terms of it, the atmosphere. Under the lights at Molyneux, absolutely banging one. It was just fantastic. That, that was yeah, and it, and it puts so much confidence into the next few games, which we'll, we'll go on to in a, a few minutes. Yeah, now, I'm, I'm because people people writ us off before the match, and I know Mikey said two one as well, and like June, you said it as well, and we we had a couple of quid on it, and um, it, yeah, it it was brilliant to see that we can take on a top four team. Because they are, aren't they? There's no two ways about it. Match them and go like stride for stride with them. Just fantastic. Just fantastic to see. Um, I think in terms of anything else about Chelsea, I think that's possibly covered it all. Other yeah. than maybe Dendonka's introduction. Came on in the league, didn't he? Yeah. I think he looked good. Played him in midfield. Um, Belgium international. He seemed to calm it down, didn't he, when he came on? Very, very, very assured on the ball. He's somebody who knows his job. Well, everybody everybody knows his job, but he's another one, isn't he? He's got international experience. He's calm, he's assured. And and, and he, he just gives that bit of steel to us, doesn't he? Because he, 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 he... I mean, there's no two ways. He's, he's, a, he's a unit, unit isn't he? He's, he's yeah. a unit. Um, so it, it helps. But as, like you say, that's, that's more or less Chelsea in it, I suppose. So, so see, we need to talk as a bet as well, because he come in and started that match, didn't he? Somebody who you thought would have been left out, you know, was and, and was looking a bit as if he was going to be on the sidelines on the for periphery. a while, you know, wasn't going to be, wasn't going to be, but you know, he's come in, took his chance, done what he, done what he always does, um, always try, tries his heart out, and he's a proper box to box midfielder. He, he he covers some ground. He's he's, he's he's the one player in the team that that sort of is given that bit of license to do it. I don't I don't know whether that's because he's got the because he's got extra energy because he's got a bit more strength than the others. I don't know, but he he is definitely somebody who's given that bit more license than than, than if say Martino plays in that same position or Nemes plays in that. It's same a bit position. more rigid. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. down at Cardiff, he came back in and he, I think because <coughs> Bennett had um, a stomach bug or whatever, so he played in the back three, you know, he played. But back in midfield, he's, he's got more influence on the game, hasn't he? The thing I like about him is the grit. I just, I just think we're a bit more physical when he's in that middle of the park. He's got undoubted ability, he's got a beautiful left foot on him, he'll, he'll get shots off and that. But I like the way he gets stuck in. Yeah. Not, football's a physical game and you still want to see that side of it but I think out of everybody maybe other than Ryan Bennett the only other one that I think could put like a reducer on an opponent is Sace yeah yeah that's fair he's a, he's a Moroccan assassin isn't he really he's, if you imagine how he's grown up in Morocco right it's a fucking harsh place my cousin David comes from Morocco he's a, a beautiful man but he's one of the roughest toughest hardest nutters that I've ever known now how weird is it that Sage talks after after a game? And it's like, yeah, well, we won't change tonight, but he wants to be there. And he's got this high pitch voice. And yeah. yet, when he's on the pitch, he's a fucking animal. 
let me take that back he's not an animal he, he's he deconstructs attacks <laughs> he deconstructs no, he by himself he's a demolition expert in football he'll get in, in there terms. and he'll just smash their, any attack that they're fucking put, trying to put together he's straight in there and people don't like playing against him he's too tough that's what we just said he's, he's got that he's an old nut He's got are we still talking about the Chelsea game? Yeah, we are. Um, because obviously, because Nevers was suspended, when he, for that yeah, game. Yeah, so, um, so it was Matinho and, and Saiz and um, Morgan Gibbs-White just in front of them. But as we said earlier, there was some fluidity within within the system. It was amazing that, that, that Saiz came in and did such a great job. But he's been here a long time, Saiz. He actually he played here under Lambert. Yeah, he did, yeah. yeah. You know, and Lambert... Well, he was a Zenga signing. Well, he was a, a Butty. Yeah, he was, was one he Butty? signed. I think he was a Butty signing, wasn't he? Butty... Um, yeah, when Butty was the... Yeah. Um, yeah. Director of whatever. Overall. Uh, yeah, he was he was he was Zenga's man, wasn't he? Yeah, but it, like, was, from like, the recruitment side of it, it was a yeah, boot. Yeah, he, he, he was he was over Zenga, wasn't he? Yeah, in, yeah. In, 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 in uh, an amazing boy. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I don't really want to look back in the past and say uh, how, how crap Lambert was as a, as a coach, but Lambert actually said Sace wasn't good enough. No, and he didn't write Cavalera really as well, or did he? Costa. Yeah. Well, Costa, he played, Costa was the one that he would go with because of his uh, because Costa kept us up that season. There's yeah. no two ways. About Twelve it. goals. Costa was the one that kept us up. Twelve goals. But, uh, talking about, the, I know we talked about the Chelsea game, but my mate Casper has been uh, a Chelsea season ticket holder. He came up for the game. I don't know he was there. I met up with him, but uh, he, he emailed me after and he said, "I've, I've never seen a, a, a team deconstruct ours." as well as Wolves did in that second half. He said, we don't know what to do. I mean, Sarri commented on that, didn't he, in his post-match interview, saying, like, first half, we, you know, I, th- I think, Ch- if you look at the stats, we, we are allowing the opponents to have an awful lot of the ball, but they don't have they're, not, they're not doing anything really proactive with it because of the way the Pearly took, knocked, knocked it on the head early, touched it on it, about the foundation. So you've got the BBC, you've got Bennett, Bully and Cardi, then whoever the two are in front of them, sometimes you might have one just a bit further in front. But the wing backs, Johnny's back as well from injury quicker than he should have been. Um, I don't know. It's, it's just remarkable the way. I'd love to watch a training session just to see. What it's the way. like they can't wait to play a fucking match. The way he drills it. Yeah. Um, when have you ever seen that in the Wolves team? I seen that for years. I mean, we, we we can touch on like the achievements of 2018 as it is a New Year's Day special, New Year's Eve. Even special, it is, yeah. It is New Year's Eve. So, happy New Year to everybody that's listening out there in um, digital lands. It could be as shit as the fucking last one. So, I I think in terms of Chelsea, we've we've covered all our bases (laughs) on there. I I enjoyed the Chelsea game, it was one of them games that I looked at and I I knew damn well we were going to win it. Well, do do you now realize that on on the um, previous podcast when the lovely Ryan from Solihull was here? Beautiful Ryan, beautiful Ryan. We saw him on Saturday, he's got a beautiful brother, Ryan, as well. Okay. I talked to his brother at uh, Sunday and he, he was also a very beautiful man. So, big shout out to. Uh, Are you sure he weren't just his mate? No, he's his brother. Okay. He uh, lives in Shanghai, apparently, in China. All right. Well, he, he said we could stop over there. If ever we do a pre season tour, he says you're stopping at my house. Is that, is that an open invitation? To like, my brother's. There we go then. You know, if, if, get your fucking tin ready, put your bag coins in it. For his China. Yeah, and. In that podcast, because so it's there for people to li- listen to back. Your prediction was, Mikey, because you fucking forgot this. Oh, you, you, well, you have. What was your okay. prediction for the Chelsea game? Uh, don't know. 
Two one. Did I? You said, and you said first goal scorer for Wolves. You said. Jimenez, you said Jimmy, you did? I don't know, I forget these things, I've got like a... Bristol Jace um, messaged me about it, he's listened to it, he said, oh Mike, he said that. And I said, yeah, he did, yeah. Well, I said we were going to win 3-0 uh, last, uh, the last match, Tottenham, I said, 3-0 this is going to be. And then when they scored, I said, all right, 3-1. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. So we, we've um, covered that, so the next one was Newcastle. Newcastle. Yeah. We had a great oh, day up there, didn't we? we all met up in the pub beforehand. You were there. I was there. Where was you? I was at home watching it on the box. Fucking don't blame you. Fucking shit pick Newcastle. I don't know why people love the people there and they love going there because I don't like it. <laughs> I always have grief there. I got threatened with a glass in outside that pub. Oh, the one we were in? Yeah. And I just said, calm down. It's only football. I'm just here to watch my team and then I'm going to fucking get out of your town. I don't want to stop here. I don't want to get aggravated, so I'll calm myself down. I think they've always been quite gnarly up there. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people yeah. go and have a weekend, and that. When we did Sunderland last season, we went safe shields, didn't we? Stayed beautiful there. Place, yeah, beautiful. A lot place. better being on the outside. I don't know, because you remember the 80s and stuff about the Geordies. Yeah. When they used to come on mass. Place. We stopped up there for a weekend back in the, back in the 70s and fucking scary place. We ended up drinking round walls and fucking Alice and weird fuckers around there. Man, it's a strange place, these. Fucking it? strange place, yeah. I reckon it's because it's a close to Scotland, myself. Yeah, the, 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 that border thing, yeah. Yeah. ongoing. I mean, like they hate Sunderland, didn't they? And, but, but Sunderland are, what, 35 miles away from them? I, t- I told you about that story, man, about that bird in that nightclub, and she said, uh, you can come back home with me. I've got, a, I've got a fridge full of food. <laughs> <laughs> so, <what? laughs> Is that how you attract men up there? How shit you got in your fridge? I've got these little turkey bites and these little sausages. And like, she does say that. I'm extrapolating. But yeah, food in the fridge. We had a great time up there. No, it was. Boris built that stand that we were in. He did, yeah. He did. And, uh, and we, we were near enough back row. Mary's right at the top. I got in the lift, of course. Yeah, I, I, did got the, a bad leg. I did. I did the eleven flights of stairs. Now I, th- I thought, in terms of the Newcastle game, I don't know whether I'm going to surprise you. I thought that was the first time, like this season, we won dirty. If that, it weren't, we ground it out. I mean, Jota's goal was brilliant. It, it was bully esque. Yeah. Took it. Somebody told me that he missed it. He didn't fucking miss it. He took it on his chest. Bang! Back of the net. Yeah. Yeah. No, Who said he missed his? I don't get that. Somebody has come out of the ground and I said, and I said like, that was just like bullying his pump, that was. He went, no, should he fucking miss it? I thought, I don't know what you've been watching then, mate. No, but you, no. you get that down, your people interpret things differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah they do. Different different and th- their goal, I don't, th- I don't think like Rui could have, it was a great header that Perez done, and I think that where he put it, nobody's getting that. He's not going to keep every fucking ball out of there. He, no, he I mean, won't I, do his. I mean, Patricia's coming for a bit of stick from various angles, and they. But I, I, and I, I think, yeah, the, the, you can you can always find fault with the goalkeeping performance mm. somewhere along the yeah, line. Yeah. They're gonna make mistakes, and the, the thing is, when, when they make one, it's highlighted. As it cost us a goal this season, I don't really think, apart from the Uddersfield free kick, which I think was a disaster. Mm. In any way, right? Uddersfield second goal. I don't think there's another goal being conceded this season that you can lay at Patricia's door. Mm. 
so I mean, I'm uh, certainly that header. I, I don't think he's got no no keeper's got a chance with that because no. it, 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 it's a pinpoint crossing it and it and it, it's, it's absolutely he's nailed it and he's, he's, free he's caught it he's caught it absolutely perfect, perfect down yes. and you know and that's just one of them things that that that's, that's fuck all to do with technique or anything like that that's that is just being at the right place at the right time on the right ball mm. coming from the right direction yeah it, it, it was it was as simple as that. And there's nothing you can do to stop it. Goalkeepers are at that. I mean, they're, they're like the money player, the goalies. Now, if they have a bad game, we lose. If they have a great game, he'll save you a game. Now, he's made saves in every single game that I've watched so far in the Premier League, where he's, he's pulled off an outstanding fucking. He's kept that ball out of the net and he's saved the game for us. Now, Put the, give him the fucking three points, man. That's what that dude has done, and he has made some absolutely blinding saves. I don't like his distribution; that aggravates me. Ah, some of that is some of that is coming from the bench. Though I think I think a lot of it is is absolutely planned. This 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 kick out of Doty is a planned thing. Yeah. That either Doty wins the header, or it goes sailing out. Oh. We'll, we're 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 actually tacking that because. It's the opposition won't get it. If he's in a position where he can't roll it out to somebody, the thing is kick it out to Doherty. Doherty wins the header, or it goes out. The op- the op- if the opposition win the header, then it, it, it's somewhere in the mix. They're unlike they've either got to do a defensive header back to the goalkeeper if if if, if they're able to. But there's nothing they're going to be able to do in that position to sort unless they're extremely fortunate to be able to bring it down on the chest and play with it. So it's unlikely the opposition are going to get the ball to play with. Whereas if you if you kick it up the middle, and they've got a big snotter of a centre half who's yeah, going to win yeah. it in the air, there's every chance they get the second ball, and that could cause us problems. That's so why this I love is, these podcasts. This, like you this, learn so much. This, this this is a definite plan tactic from us. But if Patricio can't roll it out, kicks it out there. If Doty don't get the header, goes out of play, uh, and, we, and we and we start again. So sorry, sorry position, then, Rui. From that position in the middle of the country. But Doty is really good in the air, isn't he? He's, and and he's the thing very, is, very that's why you kick it out to that yeah. side because he's a good fucking header of the ball. He is very. Why do people keep calling him Doherty? Well, he's nicknamed Doc, isn't he? And, and, yeah. and but, but even. I mean, what's your match of the day? Doherty, this and Doherty, that. Is that ain't his name? No, the donuts aren't they? It's Doherty. It's Doherty. Doherty. <laughs> <laughs> I was having this conversation with Charlie the other week about this. It just annoys me a little bit because the, the bloke's blocking his fucking balls out of the pitch at least. Called him a fucking... The bike nearly fell on us. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. You don't get that at fucking fan cast, mate. <laughs> fucking hell. Jesus Christ. Right, balanced up the wall. Yeah, I've got a bit with goals to Boris. I get a bit dicked off about about them calling, especially as he runs round like a blue arse fly all the time. At least calling his proper. No, Charlie said he said he said of all the commentators and whatever. He said there's only you on your poddy that calling me by his proper name, Doherty. Dorothy. That's what it is, Doherty. Yeah, that's who he is. That's who he's always been, and that's all. He is. But like I say, Doc's his nickname. I don't know why, but anyway, back to Newcastle. There was two bits of controversy on that. Uh, you've got to credit Jota with getting that cunt sent off, haven't you? Yeah. He's, he's just like, 
See ya. So you you got you got one opportunity. I you 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 got to, you got to fail me, son. Yeah. And, yeah. That, and that, that was it. And Just playing it, clever. But how many times in the past haven't we played like that? Yeah. yeah. Where well, we struggled this, to this, to this, move this, and get this back is on the, the thing. ball. I mean, everything we did in that game was, was spot on. Yeah. I loved it. I, I, the fact the fact that we got a last minute well injury time. Ninety fourth, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, Winner, that's just superb. How many times that happened to us the other way around? Where we've had somebody sent off and then it's it's been hanging on for grim death and then they've gone and nailed us at the end of the end of the Burton. game. Burton. Uh, I always remember well, them doing it. it. Wigan as well. That one. Wigan, yeah. KPR, another one team. I can remember at Molyneux coming scoring ninety seven. And, the, and this, this is where this. Oh, you can we can only do it in the second half. Or oh, the call we play like that in the first half because it's a fucking method. It's planned. We know <laughs> what we fucking do. These guys, the coaches, you know, they're top level coaches. Put the bikes going over on us. Fucking hell! Everybody's shouting. That's my fault. This I moved it earlier, not. I blame Morris, it's his boy. The cost of Morris. I mean, the, th the thing at Newcastle, what you've got to, um, and we'll touch on it again later, what I love so much about this team is it's the 94th minute. And we're away from, because away from home in the Premier League, if you get a point, you think, if you're in the top four side, it's, it's a good, it's a good yeah, result, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Not with now. 94th minute, we're still going hell for leather to, to get the winner. We're still looking it, we're still searching it out. And I mean, credit to Doherty. I mean, he has one of his knackers off to get to that. Right? You, yeah. you know, I mean, I mean he, it's not fortunate by any stretch that he scored that goal. Is it? Is, you know, he he is absolutely brilliant and solid to get in there and get in the box and get in that happens. position. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy hit the body he like not long before, and then Jota's got through, and the keepers made a bit of a save, and then as it spun out, there's Doc, Mister Doherty, following up, run his bollocks off to the end of it and put his head on it. Yeah. Queuing, absolute pandemonium in the way in. It was a long way up to fall as well, man. A long way up. But when you look back at that video, you see you see him start his run initially, really early in the move. You know, yeah. Though he does, it's it's like he knows what's going to happen. You know, so so. He, but man, he leaves his dude behind. I think the fitness levels are on somewhere else. The way they can, the way they can get for ninety. Considering that Newcastle player only been on there for five yeah. minutes. Yeah. You know, so he was fresh. Yeah, but but, but I think because doherty has got the um, momentum with him, and also like the conviction to I'm, I'm getting in there. If, if it's coming out, I'm in there to follow up. Massive another back-to-back -back wins in the Premier League is just massive. Oh yeah, it, it, it was a great game. I loved it. They like, I mean, fucking, it took us three and a half hours to get up there, and it was good while we were there. But it was nice to come away. That beef dinner you had looked nice. Oh, it was. Point. It was spot on. It was. Man, it looked fucking. I bet nice the size of that dog in the pub. Fuck Man, sake. big big dog in the pub. There's, <laughs> I love dogs in pubs. Big Newfoundland, fucking whatever it was. He had this Sunday dinner, man. It was like this big Yorkshire pudding. This. Beautiful looking roast beef. It was, it was top He notch. was getting his fucking head stuck right <laughs> in I, I, I should have got one of them. The white ice cream. How much did it cost you? I think it was only about a tenner. A tenner, about eighteen. No, it was reasonable enough. Seeing as it was a burger outside Wembley for a tenner, 
I'll buy any of that shit. Yeah, £10 for a fucking beef burger. Well, you do your research, don't you? So you just look up top 10 carveries in Newcastle, and that was right by the station over the road. There you go. Or was it the pub in the wall it was called, or the, the town in the wall? Yeah, the town wall, I think it was, something like that. Good, good place, anyway, to have, where we play them next season. Which we will. If yes. they don't go down. If they don't go down. Just check in there and buy him a fucking Sunday dinner. Of course we will. I mean, Rafa said, though, that he'll, he'll be fortunate if they don't because of um, lack of investment in there. But I've got... Getting back to the first half and second half dichotomy, what I was going to say was... Because we ain't really touched on this dude since he came in in the uh, summer as Nuno's number two, Ian Cathro. Yeah. Right. Um, I've been talking about him a lot this week, though. Yeah. What what he does first off, he's up in the stands, just watching, making notes, little nuances, what the opposition do and whatever. Who's fit, who are you? Yeah, yeah, but also like where, where their um, first phase and second phase ball comes down at half time, says to Nuno, this, this, this and this. And Nuno just gets the message over, we'll look to exploit this. I think that is fundamental like to how we tend to dominate the second half of the game. Mm. Not so much in terms of possession of the ball, because of the way we play. I don't think we're ever going to do that unless the side's really, really shit. I don't know, like if we get West Brom in the cup or something like that. Like a total <coughs> bag of wank. But, no, seriously, yeah. I, I, I just think the, the coaching staff, we've mentioned Doherty, we've mentioned Bennett, mentioned Cardi. They're the three benchmarks in terms of how Nuno improves players and his backroom staff but obviously Nuno's the figurehead of it as head coach so they take them on and they say this is what you want. we want you to do as a player within the system this is what we want you to do we'll give you the tools to do it but you have to do it and some of them can step up to the plate Dowity's done it Cody's done it Bennett's definitely done it but other, other players like Saville Danny Bart Jordan Graham Jordan Graham Dave Edwards People of that ilk, they can't, they can't absorb it. So, I, I, I tweeted earlier about Nuno Douglas being... Douglas as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think Douglas was a bit of a stopgap in effect. Because the new, the championship level, with his um, ability to deliver the ball so good, they knew that he'd, he'd be alright at that level. But the, once we've gone up to the Premier League, defensively, it, there, there's, yeah. no comp, there's no comparison between Johnny... Um, as a wing back Johnny Castro Otto and Barry Douglas mm. now you can say Barry Douglas is a lovely bloke and he's beautiful on social media that's fine but I don't care if he looks like Quasimodo if he plays well for Wolves <laughs> yeah, that, and that's the top and bottom of it well, Johnny had the best looking fucker in the world is John, Johnny's to... beautiful he's a beautiful footballer Johnny f- beautiful John... footballer but he looks like he's out of Lord of the Rings or something <laughs> you, you, you see him in a dark alley somewhere fucking nicking your wallet or something that, that, I, mean, that's I would do that to you that's just a great way but, but going back to Ian Cathro um, important acquisition he was massively uh, because only last week somebody told me actually what he does I forgot all about him or did well I did some research when he joined because like, obviously you, you want to know who's coming in and whatever mm. And he was doing kids' football teams when he was like young himself, like training them up. And Craig Levine was up at, I don't know, it was Dundee or somewhere, like got to hear about it. And he put two training sessions on for him. He said, I want you to join me. He said, he didn't, the way he was like getting the message over to young kids and players, 
says it was phenomenal. And he met Nuno on a UEFA A licence yeah. and they got really close. <laughs> was he at Hearts or Hibs? He, he had a go at the manager. Hearts, One of the two. Was Hearts? I think it was Hearts, but because of the um, turmoil in the boardroom, he never really got the, to, to bring in the players or Didn't implement his systems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then he's out of work. Nuno obviously rates him really, really highly. And he's come on board. I think I think we are a lot more tactically astute this season than we were last season. Well, there's a difference, isn't there? No, you much? can see, and and, and Pearly alluded to it earlier. Within the foundations are there, but there's like fluidity and flexibility within the system. It's like Plan A, Plan B, and whatever. It's Plan A, but Plan A covers encompasses a lot of whole and different scenarios. Exactly. I think that that's what it is, and I think a lot of that's down to Cathro. And his relationship with Nuno, but also the way they can impart the message over to the players. Yeah. You see, when there's a break in play, Cody's over on the touchline. Nuno's in his ear, and then because Connor's one of his uh, his strengths is his communication. I know he's from. Talked about that. He's from Merseyside. I'm not going to say he's a scout. He's from Merseyside, and they love talking, don't they? But he is. He's, he's the on on field lieutenant for uh, for Nuno, and you can just see it's it's. You know they train six days a week, so they know what they're doing. But you still got to perform, and you've still got to do it in matches. And they are doing it. It's, it's so Cathro is like a, a massive, um, like asset to us. We should. I, I should talk about that. I thought about it in the last couple of weeks about talking, doing a blog post about Ian Cathro. To be honest, just discovering and talking over a few of them things, put some of them points down uh, for the new book. I'm going to put them in the new book and say, man. Sometimes the only way you understand Nuno and what he wants is by looking at the people around him. That, exactly that. If you know. he, um, Scott Sellers did um, an interview about the under-23s. I, I think primarily it was about Morgan Gibbs-White, maybe Ryan Giles. And he said about Nuno, he said, we have meetings every day. And he says he, he, he said he didn't just say to us, send me a centre-half, send me a midfielder. He names who he wants over. He says sometimes he'll have five or six, depending on what he wants. He said, but he's got an 18-year-old in Gibbs-White. He trusts him, gets him in there, playing in the first team. Joel's has been on the bench this season. Um, so I, I, I just think all encompassing, I, I can imagine Nuno is a very like controlling kind of person, but he needs to be because he knows what he wants. He's that single-minded. And the, going forward, because we're only 20 games into our Premier League Odyssey under Falson, going forward, what he'll do, he will be ruthless because where he wants us to get to. Not because he doesn't think a lot of the players that he's got, but he will cut some loose. It's going to happen, and I know you get um, you get affinity and affection for players, but ultimately it's about the team and about the club and where we're going to get to. So that sounds really ominous. That does. Well, is, that goes back though. I mean, players will you know depart. There's going to be some of that, isn't there? Whether it's whether some even go in this window or, or the next. You know, you know, I've talked about one already. Barry Douglas did a great job for us. Time to move on. I'll go back to what I said in a previous com. Um, podcast about what Connor Cody said uh, and I don't know whether this was an, an official interview or whether this was off the record but Connor Cody said it doesn't matter what happens in the rest of our careers all the players here will be better for having played at Wolverhampton mm. Wanderers under Nuno I've got to attract a lot so, of the people that is so that the they, they are they are going to see the benefit you know players will, will go on and still be good players elsewhere it won't be the it won't be the career ending thing that it's been for so many in the past. You, you know what I mean? They, mm. they, they, they fucked up when they've come to Wolves and they fucked the career up. 
it's a, it's a different mindset now about about how we how we look at players, how we treat players, and a lot of the integration with these younger players is key to it. Is key to keeping the, the whole round development. You look, McCarthy hardly ever looked. At, 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 yeah. at, you know, twenty ones. Never mind under eighteens. Sol Bakken never ever spoke to any of the youth lads. Mm. The, you know the the, and and it's surprising because you look at the you look at how good the, we we play in games. All this comes from the, they play the, the the last game they play before they go out on the on the Saturday or the Sunday or the Monday night, whenever the fuck it is nowadays. The last game they play is the starting eleven plays against another eleven. The other eleven play like they expect the opposition to play against us. So if you think about it, that other eleven that's not starting have got to be good fucking players. If they were shit and didn't know their jobs, our lads that actually in that starting eleven that play against them wouldn't be as fucking good mm. on the Saturday because it would be too easy. It's not they've got to they've got to have suitable opposition for them. So when you look at the rest of the squad players, and that that includes some of the some of the younger kids in there as well, because they get to play in these games, you know, don't denigrate any of them because they all, they've all got the part to play. It's all part of the process. Anybody who plays for Wolverhampton Wanderers, even if they're an under eighteen player or whatever, they're helping us to win on a Saturday, not just the eleven guys that start that game. Fucking big, big. Good words as well. Good words. One of I'll share. I share totally. I mean, if you look at the the cup games, Nuno, he'll he'll bring them in. Look, we've got Liverpool in a couple of weeks, and we'll got, get onto that in a little bit later. But you know, he trusts them. He, de- he didn't do the Sheffield Wednesday away up in the cup, and against Leicester as well. He trusts these youngsters, and he'll put them in. And he did it pre-season as well. He's having a look at him and he's thinking, let's see how you are in a competitive kind of yeah. environment. Under try the glare of the floodlights. Yeah. And I, think, I, I think the way he's handling Morgan Gibbs-White, managing his minutes is key. Yeah. That development that kid's got, because he's got, he's got everything about him. Yeah. But you can't put him in and burn him out. You can't do it. No. You've, you've got to manage it in the right manner. Got to keep his legs bendy. And he, exactly. But he's doing it. He's doing it, but he trusts him 18 years of age. You've got the talent, you've got the ability. Show me you've got the application. Mm. Put him on this. I mean, that, that pass for fucking Jimmy in the Chelsea game. I can't rave enough about it. But we're going to get to that in a minute. But we've got some dark parts to go to after the Newcastle game. We have. Um, I think I think Ian um, can talk about the next game because that was on the Saturday, Saturday the fifteenth. That, that was that was Bournemouth. That was your mate Eddie O. <laughs> yeah. so. Eddie O. My, my, you wait team. for a second. My mate Ian now is going to discuss Eddie O. And it's going to be beautiful. And it's going to be art. In Don't fucking jump in there yet before your intro's finished. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be absolutely beautiful, Ian Powell. Well, I mean, what a what a what a great performance that was great thing about it was clean sheet the only thing is I think that I have to say unfortunately is that Nuno did show Eddie a bit more respect than I've got for the cunt (laughs) 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 because he did set us up that day I think to negate them a bit more than he's done other teams it was all about keeping them quiet for a lot of the time 
we got the goal with, with, with a bit of luck because he, he was there. <laughs> That's how well he coaches those cunts. They give us the fucking ball for the first fucking goal. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, that, so it, it was fairly easy after that because we, we got that goal. We, we just carried on with the, the, the same game plan. Didn't we? We were all over. They didn't really do a lot, did they, to hurt nah, us at all? I don't think we, 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 we just snuffed them out. We, do, we just snuffed out any threat they got. The big plus about it was it clean sheet. We hadn't had one had for a bit, have we? I mean, we, I think I think we needed that bit of confidence behind yeah. us, you know, to, so we, we know we don't concede. So it, it was lovely having to watch him after his post-match comments and not be <laughs> not be very just, happy. Just, just sort of, you know, screw, you know, screwed you know, up little wanker. That's close, what he is. Close gritted teeth trying to. If Stepford Wives did football managers, Eddie, yeah, I would be the. It'd be that, boy, but, but man, we've got to go back to when there was last down here. You know what I mean? And that game at the Molyneux, how, how fucking horrible that was. Mike Jones, a wanker. Yeah. Yeah, well, that, that's another thing, isn't it? You know, you've got, you, you've got referees that you don't see it at the. I mean, even fucking at. Well, the other day, he, he knows, he knows the, the, the focus is on them. At, at this level now, yeah. he, he can't get away with helping his fucking Villa mates out like nah. he did at fucking Middlesbrough. He couldn't get away with that in, in the Premier League. Not he Wembley. knows that. Not right in the middle of Wembley. He knows he can't fucking cheat us down there. And this is this is the thing in, in the Premier League. I, I, we've still had some bad decisions. Mm. We've had, we've had some, we had some. I mean, the ref against Chelsea was a right fucking toss. It was. But I, I don't think we we've really seen. Bad refereeing decisions. All right, we've we've had some, we've had some go against us. There's no, you know, we, we, we've we've had a couple of penalty shouts in the last couple of games that were, were definitely right. Good penalty shouts from from my point of view, but I'll I'll won't any greater ref for missing those when he can't be absolutely certain. Yeah. For me, if you if you award a team a penalty, you've got to be hundred percent sure. Yeah. If they don't see it quite quite right that moment, then. They, they can't give you. You're being very uh, nice uh, about uh, referees here. Yeah. And, and you can't. I, I'm not nice about referees. I'm fucking horrible to them mm. because I, I, I hate most of them because the, most of them referee the games as if it's all about them. But I, I won't criticise them for missing things that are perfectly missable. Mm. What I will criticise them for is making decisions against my team that shouldn't be made by anybody, anybody that anybody can see. Can quite blatantly see it's just cheating. It's like it's like booking all those players of ours against Chelsea when it, there was nothing in the, yeah. the challenges. There were barely free kicks. Now why is the card coming out? It's because we're playing fucking Chelsea and that's because they like it. Sorry's on the fucking line, looking like a fucking. Well, that means there's a fucking... has been fucking dug up and fucking them to death. That's the fucking True. trouble. Is it? Is there some kind of fucking agenda there? If, if they do that, if they start flashing cards off, is it because they, I don't know? They're a ref, aren't they? They're on thirty-five thousand pound a year. No, they're on about eighty grand a year, aren't they? They yeah, are. Yeah, they are. they're on a lot of money. Fucking yeah. hell. Oh. Well, maybe the next time he goes down to Chelsea, he wants to be fucking fated and he wants to shake hands and, and have people like him. And that's why some of them do like the limelight, didn't they? They like the celebrity oh, of him. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 I don't like the way some of them are on. First name terms. They like to be on first name terms with the players, like Harry Kane, and that was that was one good thing about Atmos' performance last Saturday is that, you know, it was Harry Kane, but he, he was still having the. You fucking you know, killed him now, day. He killed that well because you could tell that looking in his face. I'm watching the day. He was like, oh man, I really don't want to do this, but <laughs> <laughs> have it. 
you know, you've got to have fucking Harry Kane. I want to get on to Tottenham, I don't do. Back to the Bournemouth scenario, yet our revenge is not complete yet because no, we've no, got to no, go no. down there and fucking Relicate do them down there as well oh, I'd love them to be in the fucking bottom half but that, I don't think that's going to happen no I don't think it is but, um, but Wolves have a great fucking but I want, I want us to blow them out the fucking water down there I want, I want us to shove them into the fucking sea yeah. I really do yeah well, we got we got some plans for fucking Bournemouth. We have. We just, I won't talk we about. Won't. Yeah, yeah. No, I won't talk about. I mean, that'd be a good laugh. Yeah, Bournemouth. I, I was glad to beat them. I was glad we beat them for you. But I was glad for all them people that fucking watched that game at the morning a couple of years back, and we trooped out of there sad, sad, and angry, the, and angry. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Harry Fucking Harry Yeah, Well, he's gone to Cardiff now. Playing yeah. for Colin Wanker. Uh, mention his name. Uh, so, so what happened after Bournemouth then? No, but I mean, the, the more to talk about. No, well, I mean, Pearly mentioned their mistake. I think it was that Charlie Daniel like did that bit of, a, and it went through to Jota, and Jota's away, and he's like, yeah. "Fuck you, <laughs> see ya." And then he like, Jimenez just pulls off him. Then why they just allow him like the fucking freedom of Molyneux? As soon as it's through, he stops on side, bang, it's one nil, and then it's a bit of a. Even evenly balanced game, then we're restricting them. Cav comes on, gets through, and he scores an injury time winner. I think, as Paley said, the, the biggest thing was the clean sheet because they work for that, the team work for that. Um, but the one thing I would say, what it did, it gave us like back to back wins three in a row for the first time since 1981. Yeah, not in, in the top flight. It? No, it was 81 in, the, in that top flight. It was old Division One, wasn't it? We, one, we yeah. finished sixth that season. Was that, that's when we beat Liverpool. Was that, that under Barnwell? That was John Barnwell's team, yeah. 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 So, well, it was John Barnwell stroke Richie Barker when it was Barn. That was the year Barnwell had his car crash, wasn't it? Eighty-one. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, fuck Bournemouth. Yeah, fuck Bournemouth, and uh, we love John Barnwell. Yeah, what a what a guy. But he's a lovely bloke. I met him a few times. I used to deliver papers to the fucking morning, yeah, and uh, he, he was lovely. Most of my opinions on like ex-players and managers are all about what interactions I had with them. Yeah. At that time, as a kid. Yeah. I mean, I was starstruck a lot of the time. Formative years, and it they do. It yeah, do, massive. Does, yeah. I loved him to bits. He was lovely. Sammy Chung as well. I loved him, but we we digressed. Yeah. Uh, after Bournemouth, Liverpool. Uh, that was a. They were bloody good. They was. They, they were very slick. Yeah. They could. They knock that ball around like anything. Oris said something to me, and, he, uh, and it, it was something that, that I reiterated to him last last week uh, at Wembley, that Klopper, Doctor Klopper, <laughs> has had three, four years to, to, to is it three, four, three years. He's been there to build that team up. Yeah. For, he spent spent an inordinate amount of money to to build the team that he wants, and they're just coming to fruition. They're just maturing nice in the cask. So he's, he's, he's put them out on the modern new pitch and they've done absolutely fucking beautifully because he's, like I say, he's had three years. But, but... We right. still give him a good game. Well, let me come to it. Uh, Nuno's had these, lot like, three months. And yet there's a fucking onion skin of difference yeah. between us and them. And now we've, he's only had our three months. He's only had a lot of, the, of our players for three months. Not the three years that Klopp's had. In terms of the Premier League, yeah. yeah. And there was a slight... Onion skin of the reasons. 
a reasonable scheme. Fine, fine margins, isn't it? Man, yeah, very yeah, fine. fine. We could have won that game. We we wasn't ashamed. I mean, the Dharma early doors, a couple of chances. I, th- I think we ought to talk about a Dharma. We, we will talk about it. Let's talk about a Dharma because everybody knows what happened in the Liverpool game. But I think it's important that we we talk about a Dharma. I, th- I think in terms of where where a Dharma was when he came in after his time at Middlesbrough. I know he's the record signing eighteen million, but that's neither here nor there in no, the big scheme of things. Is it? It's like what he offers as a player and what he's going to offer going forward. I personally think you're not going to see the best of him until this time next season. Yeah. Once he's had a false... The progression has been like Stark, and we'll get on to Tottenham later on. He was fantastic on Saturday first half. Fucking brilliant. Um, he offers such a threat. He's like assimilating into the squad, the formation, the tactics, and you can see that that he's getting it, that it's sinking in. Slowly but surely. But it's getting there. Yeah. And he gets us up the pitch that much. Yeah. And he's got that much pace. He's, he's going to be a superstar. He really is going to be he, a superstar he's, for he's, us. He's a, he's a scary player for me. And I said this again coming out of the ground uh, uh, Saturday. That he, he, the whole idea of, of Wolves at the minute and the damn within that is scary. Because once he actually learns to fucking trap the ball and. He's got a massive part to play. Oh, big but part. for me, for me, the kid is like a great piece of tapestry mm. that suddenly, in its work, has got all grinched up. Yeah. And and, and and the final part doesn't look quite right. Doesn't yeah. look, when, when you put it up on the wall, it don't look right. And I think what we've got to do with that, we've got to start unravelling some of the stitches in there. Yeah. And start I said this. And like... Uh, Martin Danks was on Twitter this morning because Ma- Martin Danks is a big fan and, and, and whether you're a fan of Martin or not he, he does talk passionately about the Wolves and, and I, d- I do read a lot of what he puts on Twitter so he, he, he's a big fan of Adama and, and what, he's, what he was talking about today was the fact that we, we, we use the, the psychological coach as well mm. because he's, 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 got, he's got all the ability down at his feet and he's like he's like one of them fucking things with about twenty gears. Yeah. He's probably got too many gears. He's got he changes of pace and everything like that. But he needs adjusting. He needs resetting. Yeah. And and it's all taking time. And that we trying to get his head to engage with how he's got to get his feet to start and his legs to start pumping at different speeds at different times of the game. It's all a big work in progress. You'll see the results eventually. Next he's season, got, he's got everything there. Man, he has. You, 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 you could be talking. You could be talking next season. You could be talking the season after before you really see yeah. the type of player that that Nuno actually wants out there. Because this is gonna this ain't this ain't something that's gonna just happen. No. Because he's so fucking quick. When you, when you're going at that speed. Things happen a lot quicker than they do to an normal player. Know. So for him to to start thinking differently it's going to take a lot longer than it takes a player who's going at like our pace or you know the, the standard sort of pace for, for Premier League so it's, it's difficult and it's difficult for him to fit into into the system but it's getting there you can see and, it in every game and, and what he brings to the party it's worth it's worth every cent of having worth putting him on because 
because he does cause problems. Defend well, yeah, undoubtedly. Team, I mean, Van Dijk was shitting his soul Joe against Joe Ball's him. him, and it's gonna it's gonna create gaps elsewhere. So is it getting the idea of him releasing the ball at the right the right moment to his colleagues? Then we'll then we'll really see a player. Oh, it's definitely going to bear fruit. But that, that, that's gonna, that is going to take time. I mean, you mentioned Klopp. He said, like, you need a motorbike to catch him. And Van Dijk was worried by him. Massive. I, 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 I know he, he was a good defender. I ain't saying he, you know, but he's not the... Some people were wanking out him, saying he's the best centre-half I've ever seen at Monday. I'm more impressed, but I've got to say something about Traore, right? He's, he, we're bringing him in from the cold. He had a couple of years at Villa with Lambert. Which must be one of the most horrible fucking experiences ever. What is Lambert going to say to Adama about football and the art of football and the philosophy of football? Then he goes up to Tony Poulis. Yeah. What the fuck is Tony Poulis going to sit down and talk to him about? You know, Poulis talking to a young Spanish lad. Lambert talking to a young Spanish lad. They're not going to get the best out of him. I think what they've actually done is hindered his career. Well, in a lot of respect. That's, 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 that's where the tapestry's gone wrong, eh? Yeah. You know, he's, he's, he's been at Barcelona, he's been he's been beautifully moulded, yeah. and then all of a sudden he's gone to them shit shows. I mean, because yeah. 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 Really, yeah. at Barca, he went through every, every youth level. They don't fucking keep you. No, they don't. You, 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 you don't know what you're doing, do you know what I mean? Down, down the fucking road, mate. Yeah, back so back. all the way through, the, the, um, he's, he's gone through that process. It's a rehabilitation process. He's given he's in therapy at Wolves, in effect. And yeah. He's going to be reconstructed, you know. We'll break no, I was going to do what, what but what I'm did. saying is, from when we saw him, um, the Leicester game, I think was his first one when he came on, and you were thinking, yeah, he's, he's quick and he'll, he'll do your sprints and whatever with the ball, but you can just see it. I, I mean, he, he demonstrated at Cardiff, at Fulham, Tottenham on Saturday, and against Liverpool, he did. I think the value he brings to that team is immense, yeah, yeah, but people. Honestly, the negative in it, the, the, the downside, the entire package, and I think some, some people are never going to say that. It's just, some pricks will fucking come out and, and, and expand an opinion yeah. that, that's got no basis in fact. Uh, they'll use slurs to describe a player. They'll, uh, they'll have a go at the way he plays, the way he dresses. They'll be negative and they'll, they'll all get together, all these little fucking hawks, on social media and at the ground as well, I've heard it. And they'll they'll bolster each other's fucking opinions. It's just an echo chamber. Now that's got to be fucking stamped out like fuck. Shouting at your players from the stand while they're playing beer <coughs> on the pitch is one of the most fucking disgusting things I've ever fucking seen in a football match. Now years ago at the South Bank, if anybody did that, you'd get a fucking punch in the throat. Now that's regardless of whether a player was playing shit, brilliant, whatever. Right? You turn round and you go fucking hell, so and so. That's a lot. You get punched. Yeah. Because the old fact, the only reason we could is to support, support them. their fucking team. While they're on the pitch. Not to shout at them. While they're but on they're the pitch. They've been doing it with Elder last week. Yeah. But I'll fucking say this, and I'll say this on the podcast, man. If anybody ever cusses Elder Costa, Conor Cody or, or Traore, anywhere around me in that South Bank, they're going to get fucking punched right in the nose. <laughs> they're going to get punched <laughs> and they're going to get booted down the fucking stairs because it has got to stop. It's one. It, 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 it's got to fucking stop. But... While, while they're on the field, you get behind them. That's what we've yeah. always done. You get behind them after the game. Talk, like, slag them off yeah, for all you want. But not while they're there. Yeah. Like when they're coming over for a corner, you fucking shoot. Man, it's a bad thing. It's a bad thing. It, it's a negative echo chamber, isn't it? Like you say, somebody does something on social media and say, oh, he like that, he like that. So I'll start being negative as well. 
and it's just a fucking snowball. Because yeah. I tell you, in the old South Bank, right? I mean, you'd never get it on the on the main stand itself. But remember down the left hand side yeah. where you used to go and get a burger. Yeah, yeah. Now a lot of donuts would fucking stand down there because I knew they kept whacking the fucking nose <laughs> further up. But I remember going down there for a burger loads of times and, and hearing people down there going fucking hell. You know, grey your wanker or fucking having a go at Doug or, or having a go at I've, I've heard it in the past, in, uh, on the North Bank, South Bank. I've, I've heard it in the John Island. I've heard Billy it. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're really right. They, they, they're all over the fucking place. They, they think because they've paid the money, they're, they're entitled to. Spat their opinion. Just, just fucking it's a platform slight, for them, mate. Slight to whoever's there, like, you know. They, would, they wouldn't do it at the theatre or at, a, or, or at a, no. a, a, another live event. I think because it's a fucking football match, they can, they, they, they're free to have a go at it. They've got a captive they, audience. Sort of but surely, like, surely, like as Mikey says, we're all there to support Wolves. That's what, what we should saying? be. So if you have got this negative, nihilistic fucking trait and this personality about you where the glasses never fucking are full, then fucking spew your bile at the opposition players and at the referee and yeah. the officials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get it out of the system. Do, that yeah, way. don't do it to your own fucking players, yeah. you fucking yeah. wankers. Damn right, man. You're going to get a thump in the head back, give, man. That's give, what the, I'm give the opposition goalkeeper abuse. Yeah, you, that's it. Uh, Make it That's a lot of anymore. You see coins bouncing off the reds and everything. Fun shit. No, make it difficult for them. An environment that's not nice for them. Oh, we're at Molyneux. You know, and they're on the buzz. You've got to terrorise them. That's it. You gotta fucking terrorise them. Intimidation, man. Hennessy at fucking Crystal Palace. Oh, that was beautiful. That was. <laughs> now I, I don't want to talk about it too much because I, I know Andy Powell's got a, a big thing for like fucking for Hennessy. He says he was wrongly advised. Now that's when he left. Oh, okay. That's that's that. It, it don't matter. But when he come up, when he run up the up the one end of the pitch, Crystal Palace second half, he was fucking shitting himself. He was fucking shitting himself because he was getting pelters, and I'm sure that 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 that, that did something for us. I'm sure yeah. a bit. Now he ain't playing Wednesday, is he? No, I think he's um, got a back strain, hasn't he? Oh, yeah. Wall, Mollet, yeah, yeah, Mollet, yeah, yeah. Wall, he hasn't. Wall. He ain't played from the last couple of games. No, I don't think he has. though. So. Yeah, he knew he was coming down here, and he's. Oh, oh, <laughs> gaff on me back. It was that fucking oh. Gillingham away game when he refused to play yeah. under jacket? Which is a that disgrace. Friday night game? A fucking disgrace that Fraz officer. But uh, I annoy him, Knocker. Cause, uh, like <laughs> no, we like Knocker. We do. He loves NSC, he does. But I don't know where we were now. It's got to be. We, we, it was, no, it was the Liverpool. We were still talking, we're about, still Liverpool. talking about the Liverpool game, yeah. Like you say, fine margins. Yeah, I mean, you, you can say, because there there's always lots of debate on Twitter saying, oh, well, Neves don't pick Fabiano up and then he'd anger with the run and then... But they are a good fucking team. Yeah. And they sell Coutinho for whatever it was, 110 million. They've done 75 million for a centre-half from Southampton, Van Dijk, and 60-odd million for it the It a cop. Because well, I don't know the how keeper's a key signing for them. Oh, Alisson is—he's—he's yeah, 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 a good—he's a good signing for him. I mean, Van Dijk's a good signing for him as well because you do need a decent centre off if you are going to prosper in the league. But I think where he's good, he reads it well, doesn't he, Van Dijk? He knows where to be. Mm-hmm. But he—but people were wank- Wolf fans were wanking out him on Twitter yeah, I don't get that. saying he was world class and brilliant. He, he ain't one for calling the game. No, he, he don't ever fucking praise. If you see the, the picture office. of John Terry with his trophies. Like to Van Dijk, we'll come back when you've got a few of them, and then we'll we'll have, we'll discuss it again. He's a good player, and you know, would I have him in my team? 
No, fuck him, Ryan Bennett. I, I hardly mention any of the opposition players in anything that I do. Well, yeah, I, I, don't I, I don't believe in. I, I, I just don't believe in giving them credit. No, no I, I, mean? I don't. Either. Yeah, I, I don't. I, 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 I don't, don't, don't give them. No, well, that's it. It's yeah. psychological, yeah. and it's warfare. I don't give a fuck who they are. Yeah, <laughs> they're just the, the, the names in the program for me. I that's don't fucking damn right. They say me. You know, you get you get people sitting by you or standing by you, whatever, and they are a little bit all starstruck by him. Oh, yeah. I'm only interested yeah. in the Wolves players, to exactly. be honest. Yeah, same. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I never collected the stickers either. I used to like the Wolves yeah. ones, but I just... Yeah. I've still got a tone in 1967. I forgot what it was. I think it was Toy Food 2. You had to collect the fucking... Little things. The only team I've got complete is Wolves. None of the others are complete. Still got the fucking book the, at home. The, the shit have got all like fucking knife wounds and <laughs> the scars. The shit ain't got a patch in it. I don't think that was. Oh, in, I, I don't think that was in the first division that year. They ain't even in the. They ain't even in the fucking books to start with. They ain't even in the book. You Samuel bastard. I'd rip the fucking Back page off. out. <laughs> you <laughs> one-eyed lobster-handed <laughs> fuckers. <laughs> The podcast will go to put again. Eh? It's digressing, no, it's just, it's just the Should we do some questions? It's just the fucking attitude we've we got for everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've done fucking. We've done. We've done the scouts, haven't we? Yeah, we've done the scouts. Let's have a question, man. Right, and let's find. Let's just get Twitter up. Let's see what fucking questions there are. Fucking hell, they don't like it though, do they? They don't oh, like the, us being fucking. They're really, really getting bent out of shape. It's. I mean, this is only the start of it. We're only 20 games in. Okay. Do you think I'll get worse? Um, this is from Viva Las Los Boss. My question is, Fulham have their clappers. What item could we use to make noise? My choice would be a chainsaw. Okay, Dave Pell. <laughs> yeah, waving chainsaws around. I don't know. I think we should have three fucking... You know them shurikens, them ninja throwing stars? Oh, I think we should all have one of them and then just fucking sort of fling them at the bottom of the John Island. <laughs> When the wolves come on, when the fireworks start. <laughs> I love the fireworks, I've got to say. I yeah, love the fireworks. I, I think it's the the, the, um, the start of the game thing. It's it's an area that needs imp- improving. Massively. And I think, it, I think it's something that has worked really. I mean, I the, the DJ, I don't know if he was just in somebody, wasn't it? Yeah. He, he did sneak a little bit of the liquidator in into the mix. In so right. he did put a, like, a little bit of subterfuge to get in. Because... Um, but that's that's all for our Far East audience. That is all before like last season as well. Falson are selling the Wolves brand in China. The fact that we were playing against Liverpool, the watching audience out there must have been fucking massive, immense. Yeah. And they're like, but they like us. They like watching us, man. Yeah. yeah. It's Wolves. But the, I'll tell you something that I noticed again. Fucking Saturday at Wembley. Man, the Chinese dudes walking around with carrier bags full of shit. That they just bought from yeah. the club shop, carrier bags of the fucking stuff. They were buying scarves, tops, shorts, fucking farmhands. All that shit will go back into the club. That's what I want to see at Wolves, man. I want to see Chinese bikes walking around with five yeah, this, this will This will happen. No, they, they've been over and, like, and people have seen them down by the club shop. There's a question from our mate Richie Lamine, old um, Kazakh. Hello, Rich. All right, Rich. Um, football fans and our observations are subjective. Who in the past have you been negative about? Only to do a 180 and stand corrected. Steve Bull and Andy Thompson. When they first come to, when I saw that fucking photo of them with the with a ball between their heads, I thought you pair of fucking wankers. How dare you fucking come into my club? But then I thought, well, at least they've come to it. You know, I mean, no other fucker wanted to come. I, but uh, I, initially, I'd like him. I get that. I, I'd have been exactly the same, but I already knew about Steve Bull. I'd, I'd, I'd had a bit bit of I'd background on him before. 
So, so that day happened, but I, I totally get that it would have been. Mine, mine was Ali Robertson, actually. Ali. Yeah, because look, you know, I don't fucking hear it. It's the association <laughs> with him, though, isn't it? That's what it is. You know, it's the association. You know, like, yeah, fair enough. He, he did a great he job, did didn't he? He did a fucking yeah, brilliant yeah. job. For so, us, so I had to take that back. I, I I had to spin 190 degrees on that. And he was a nice bloke as well. And he was, yes, yes. He was a nice bloke. Dead, but yeah, uh, yeah Steve Bullen had I mean, to. like Ron Dukes was the scout, wasn't he? That got yeah. bully and whatever yeah. up there, wasn't he? No, I, th- I think one was um, Neil Emblem when he first signed. I can't think who we played. I think it was opening, he might have been Reading or somebody on the opening day and he played him at centre-half. Graham Taylor signed him, wasn't he? Do you remember from Millwall, did we? Yeah, he could come from Millwall. And Graham Taylor signed him, and I think he got pulled all over the shop. And you're thinking, fuck! I think we spent about the best part of a million quid on him, on a young kid. Yeah, it was a fair few. Yeah, years, wasn't it? and uh, like Emblem, like in his initial match, I thought, fucking, we've wasted some money on him. But then he, he turned into like a utility player extraordinaire, didn't he? Mm. Like in midfield, he'd do a job. So I mean, it, I know it was only like one game, and you've got to give him more than that. But initially, yeah, I thought Emblem was like a, would have been a poor signing. Based on that performance, but he went on to be fucking really good for us. So well, big, big up Neil Emblem. Massive big up to Neil Emblem. I loved him, but uh, it, it it was that whole Steve Ball thing that Andy Thompson thing for me that made me shut my mouth about fucking having opinions about football. You know, that made me sit back and think, well, man, what, what do you know about football, Mikey? You fucking idiot. I mean, the thing, especially with, when he started scoring goals everywhere. The, the thing with Bully, like, because obviously, all we've signed this striker, so you. You look him up, don't you? Like, and what's he like? And he had scored for the for the shit ante in a couple of games. Yeah. But Ron Saunders said his first touch was shit, no yeah. good. But his second <coughs> one always tended to end up in the back of the net. <laughs> <laughs> my, my old manager was trying to get him to sign for us when he played for Tipton, and like he he, he said, like I've, I've seen this kid, and he's just he's just tremendous. Like you know, he said, I'll, t- I'll take him all day long. He says, but he, he's going higher in the game. And it comes to, come to me that one Tuesday night, he says, you won't believe who's fucking signed him out of all the fucking teams he's gone to. He says, that's fucking shit. He says, he says, he could have gone anywhere, that kid could, and he's gone to that bag of bastard shit. I knew a lad that was at Tipton with him as a kid, and that, and he said he was hard as nails as well, bully. He said, like, yeah. he'd, he'd just fucking run free, yeah? Yeah, you wouldn't fart around with him. No, I mean, no. What did he do, roofing or something? Yeah, yeah, he was he was on the sites and whatever. Yeah. yeah, so he'd be up and down the ladder all fucking day with a lot of tiles on his shoulder or something. You don't fuck around with MP. No. Tipton as well, ain't it? Tipton's a the lost city. Yeah, the lost city of Tipton. I don't mind a lot of people around Tipton. I mean, we went to the Lagoon a few times, like back in the day. That and that was the Wolves pub, and then it was the uh, Black Countryman was the shit pub, wasn't it? I don't, I, thought, I always thought the Jolly Collier was. I think it was. Another, I'm sure it was the. Like there was sort of like some, you know, community exchange. Well, the lesson said about that, the better off between the two. Here's a question out there. I hope that's answered your question, Rich. Richie, yeah. yeah. Um, so, and I hope you enjoyed your snowboarding. Here's one from we just mentioned, Andy Pell. I mean, um, Alison Jones as well as us. It's about um, favourite moment of 2018, um, and also like what are your memories of 2018? Because obviously it's New Year's Eve, now, isn't it? Oh fucking hell, man! I don't, I don't Gotta know. be Cardiff for me. Pick three, then. Pick three for 2018. Like you, okay then. Um, best player, favourite moment, best goal. That's it. There's three. Man, that's fucking. Oh, it's. It's. I 
best player, best player, best player for oh, me. Best player or favourite you can debate if you want. Connor Cody. That's it. I mean, I know I'm a bit of a fanboy about him, but it's just the fact that he's had this massive progression, uh-huh. you know, and he has took on Nuno's philosophy, fucking by hook and by crook, man. He's he's bathed in it. He's bathed in it. Yes. And uh, as, as well as that, he's a he's a great fucking captain as well. So Conor Cody for me was what was the best uh, the best moment. Um, I'd say it was it was when we played Derby. And uh, Neves put that fucking that that, that that goal in when when he volleyed it from about thirty five yards. I have never seen a, uh, not only the goal. I mean, you see goals like that all the time. There's a couple scored this weekend by other teams that were just like it. But it was the fact that the whole stadium just went quiet. You know, and just watched it, and everybody just watched it. And it, thought, it was the sheer disbelief that it had happened. Wasn't yeah. It? It was absolutely amazing. So, Neves' goal, Conor Cody, and what was the other one? Um, favourite goal, but fi- best moment, favourite goal. Best moment was fucking Oris tipping me out of, in the middle of Bright Street, in the middle of the road in my wheelchair, because he didn't know that he had to turn it backwards to, to get up things. Oh, I bet he did not. I bet he did fucking know. He, he was laughing his bollocks off, but, but I looked up at his big happy face. <laughs> <laughs> laughing at my misfortune, and yeah, so that. Sorry, my Mikey. <laughs> you all right, mate? I bet he was giggling about that. I bet he fucking was <laughs> giggling about it now. Bless his heart. So, Pauly. Pauly. Uh, best player or favourite player? You can debate. Favourite player would definitely be Jota. Still is, still proving it that he's he's got it at this level. Of, yeah, yeah, I think I think he's the best thing that's happened to our club for ages, or in, in terms of players. One of the best signings. I still say he's one of the best signings we'll ever make. Um, Favourite moment's got to be Cardiff. Yo grabbing hold to me when that fucking penalty day going there. <laughs> <laughs> the one that hit the ball. Phenomenal. I dreamt after that that, that I was still there and that the ref give him another fucking penalty. That wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> and Yo says to me, this fucker ain't going in either. <laughs> I was watching it on the laptop and I said, man, None of these are going in. I'm in his ear. I am. I'm saying, they ain't got a penalty. No, can't run in. He's ain't fucking giving in. And then when they got the second one, I said, this one ain't fucking giving in either. Come on, Wolves. Come on, Wolves. And I'm sure, like the Quan, it was just... It was just a Quan, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. geography and whatever yeah, and that yeah. philosophy. It was all there on it. It's all come together in that moment, yeah. mate. No Everything way were they going to fucking... What a nice. So, definitely the favourite moment. So the best player, favourite moment. What was the other one? Um, best goal. Well, oh, I've got to agree with the, the Nevis one. Like, I just stood there. I thought he's going to stick this in the fucking net. I thought, but it's ain't going to go in, is it? It's, is it going in? It's going in. And everything was silent. And there was like this, this, this. It was like space and time. Animation That's what, that. that was it. And then it, it was freeze frame for that. Fuck me! It is in the fucking net. Good man. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean like. I see a goal like that. I witnessed a goal like that, in you know, to be in that position exactly behind the goal where I am in the circle. It was beautiful. It defied geometry. I mean, so, but best favourite player Jota is always going to be my favourite. I love, I love Diago, but best player I've got to say, in twenty eighteen, and the last few weeks have convinced me even more is Matinho. Okay. 
he's, he's just an artist. The bloke is a he's just master midfield masterclass. He's a maestro. He's he's everything. The way the way he influences games, particularly as you said, like he sort of come on even more. We knew we knew it. You don't get 110 plus Portuguese international caps unless you can play. But the way he's come in and imposed himself on games recently, and we've got better and better in every game. We'll, we'll get on to Fulham and Tottenham in a bit because we've got to cover those too. So I would say Matinho, but Jota's still my favourite player. Now that might be a bit of a paradox, but yeah, best player Matinho. Um, favourite moment? We've got to say Cardiff away because. In that week, the Friday before, we'd been up to Borough and we'd beat them 2-1 with nine men fucking up well doing his best Villa act there. And everything was on. It seemed like before the game, everything was on that Cardiff game. Saturday at Tottenham was phenomenal, but I don't think in terms of expectancy, angst or anxiety and whatever. But they were coming for us, were they? We, because it was a statement of intent. So Ruben's free kick... And then the penalty saves. If you, I mean, not everybody could be there. Like somebody at the leg, I can't remember who it was. Now, no, but I could be asked. Fuck it, I thought <laughs> I've been to loads of games. I mean, just a day off. just being down there to witness it, and like Nuno running on the pitch at the end. I think that is just yeah. that that'll be with you till your dying day. Yeah. And and the best goal, Neves against Derby. It was. It was just like defined space and time it was like fucking Doctor Who had done some fucking voodoo shit on the, the good lord looked down yeah. and shone his light and he was said go on son get in the fucking bag no matter how time, many times you watch that goal he shouldn't be able to do it no. because it's it's like sort of to the side of him it's not in front of him so all the ones that vaulted for that John McGinn goal they can fuck off because they don't know what they're on about he had to like flick it up and then manipulate the ball and he never looks where the goal is. All he's looking at is the ball. And he, he puts that dip on it into the... And Carson, the Albion bastard, has got no chance. I, I don't know, it defies logic. It was idea. absolutely beautiful. It was. There were people, after it went in, celebrating it, and then they stopped. And they were looking at the people next to him saying, has he just fucking done that? What's just happened? So, yeah, I'd say Neves or Neves' goal against Derby was the yeah, best goal I've seen there. What, any more questions? We have got some, and the other thing I want to say about 2018, what I think the big thing is, is how consistent we've been, because we've never had that before, have we? Really, mm. we've had, you've had little runs and that, but it was just it, relentless. I said it was like a fucking juggernaut under new now. Crazy train. It is, and we're in the Premier League now. We're up to fucking seventh New Year's Day, and it's the same. And we're seventh in the a newly promoted team. I know there's been some debate about who's the best promoted team ever. It's fucking Wolves, that's it. End of, <laughs> no end, argument, really. End of debate. Um, huge Wolf wants to know, what are your New Year's resolutions? Uh, I'd never make them. No? Still, fuck the Albion, fuck everybody else. Yeah, I man, I don't even celebrate New Year's. I don't. I'll be in bed at fucking 10 o'clock. Here's, here's, here's a question for you, Mikey. It's from uh, our friend Stubbsy. Ah, my friend Stubbs. Stubbs, yeah. He said, should Spears be sacked for shit-staring and be re- be replaced by the Debenhams mannequin, Jamie Brassington? <laughs> <laughs> I fucking like Jamie, I do. Jamie, come down here when I, when I did the uh, the book. Man, he was shitting himself. He was fucking scared shitless. First the dogs, and then he had to come <laughs> in. Because I don't know what people have been telling him about me. 
<laughs> but he, he sat there, it's like, right then, right then. So he's brave, because Spears, he should have done that fucking interview by rights. But I think Spears, he was a bit fucking. And I think he thought that might kidnap him and keep him in a fucking cupboard somewhere. <laughs> and just fucking put so a cat prod on him again. That's my dream. <laughs> yeah, that's. that's <laughs> but uh, Jamie Brashington, he's a lovely lad, he's. Should Spears be sacked? It, it, nah, not really, because the, the Express and Star ain't important anymore. And Stubbsy's it's got a second part to the question, I'll ask it because Stubbsy will be listening, won't he? And have you ever had a sh- cut your arse hairs with scissors through doing a toppy crisp shit? What, because you've got a dangler on there that's stuck? Maybe, I don't know, he wants to know. Stubbsy, what I do, man, I run a hot bath and I put uh, lots of uh, suds in there, what they call them? Bubble bath. Bubble bath. Uh, and I sit in there and I soak the fucking clinkers off, and, it, <laughs> and that way I'll, I'll keep I'll keep hold of my luscious glossy arse out. Because if you were still working out for the um, the lunch, you could have like wrapped them up for Vic, couldn't you? <laughs> I, could have them up for Vic. I, I just hope you had. Man, people, strangers come up to me saying, "Fucking hell, man, that boy will sell." Well, first of all, introduce yourself, and then I'll tell you more about shoving ball sweets on me arsehole. The fuck. Jesus this this is what the people want. Um, Steve Lee's. Hello, Steve. Um, I soak him off, Stubbsy. Yeah, yeah. Wanted to know, settle the great Troy O'Reilly debate. I think we've 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 covered a Dharma. We, we? we love a Dharma. Okay, um, here's one from Ed Wolf sixty eight. The Falcons has been in our strikers, but have we got enough cover in defence? Should any of the BBC get injured or suspended? Well, Courtney is definitely sort of the, the cover for Willie Bolly, isn't he? We've got Den Donker and Sice as well. Den and Sice. I mean, I mean Sice can. He's left footed, so he, 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 he plays there internationally, doesn't he? Den Donker can certainly do a job for us there as well. I, I don't think we've got a natural replacement for Cody, have we, really? Although, yet, yet any given one out of. Well, certainly Bolly could play there, couldn't yeah. he? If he, had, if he? If he had to, you know. So, so I think there's there's eno- there's probably enough cover. Could could we perhaps do with another quality defender? Wing back. Uh, we could certainly do with a wing back. If we, ideally, I suppose your answer to that one is if you could sign another right. Well. You want another left wing back, really? Don't you? Because Johnny's like, naturally got, he, right footed, isn't he? So. You're right, it would be a, another left wing back who could fill in at, at one of the at one of the back three positions as well. W- would be your ideal. Hmm. Yeah, so we, we've good with that for Ed Wolf. Um, then we've got Jace Kane. With the window coming up, which player would you have out of any Premier League side or European side, or would you look at the EFL for younger talent that could learn the new Norway? So this this is basically like a wish list. You can have. Oh, who would I have? I mean, there's. I don't know. There's a couple. When you think we're looking globally, that's that's a very odd question to answer, really, because I mean, we 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 we've got the peak, and we 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 certainly got. You know, we. we I mean, from a striker perspective, somewhere somebody like Iguain or somebody of that that ilk. Who's that kid that plays uh, as a left wing back for? Uh, River Plate. I don't know. No. Or he said not. He's, he's into his um, South American football, isn't he? Yeah, I might ask him because I watched a match the other day on the internet and I was watching him. It was River Plate playing some other mm. fucking team. 
But but man, that that, that kid was up and down that touchline like fucking Billy O. And I thought, yeah, that's he'd fit right in our team. He I can't remember what his name is. Beautiful, sexy-looking thing he was. Good hair, good teeth. And that's what you want in a player. You want all his teeth there. If you're looking at players from the EFL, I can't think of anybody. Uh, you know, down in in those divisions, really good. I mean, the the pick of them that's that's come out. You know, the the Madisons, the Brooks. Mm. Yeah. He's a good kid, that yeah. Brooks. I, I like the look I, of it. I don't think there's there's another one of those in there. I, I mean, the, the championship for me is a bad league since we've gone out of it. Definitely. I mean, you know we, it. If you look at their table, I think I think we were about eight, nine points better off than they are this yeah. season. Uh, the top. Who's at the top there? Yeah. Norwich and Leeds, isn't it? Yeah, Leeds are still top at that. They're coming for us, aren't they? Them from. Which Witten United. Yeah, yeah. You ain't fucking coming nowhere. It's going to be a fucking Aldi in a couple of years' time, you bunch of fucking weird bastards. Fucking... What do you have to bring them up for? Because they're coming for us, that's all. He's talking angry again. So we've talked about signings. They're going um, fucking nowhere. They Andy Hammond. Um, yeah, this is a good question. Where should the away fans be situated in a revamped stadium? Steve Ball, South Bank Corner for, for him. Fucking not in his. <laughs> Atmosphere has always been better when the away fans are closer to the South Bank. That's an interesting question. No, I stick about the fucking North Bank. I don't mind fucking throwing, not throwing things, right? throwing insults. <laughs> I think we <laughs> we need to get back really to to them being behind the goal one end or the other. I mean, if you if you if you if you've got an enlarged South Bank. I suppose there is an argument for having them in, in like the corner somewhere, you know, of an enlarged South Bank. I suppose there is an argument for that. Um, I, I'd rather them at the fucking way, you know, to be honest. I, I don't like them being in the lowest deep ball simply because if they ever score at the Molyneux, they get fucking coverage. Yeah, they, they do, I yeah. don't fucking Stick like that. I don't fucking like that. Stick good up, point, good points. Yeah, um, so yeah, in, in a corner of the ground, whether you have them at the, the South Bank end, I, I don't think it makes that. If anything, I, I'd, I'd still leave them in the North Bank quadrant because hopefully it will wake the North Bank up one of these days and they'll start having a go at them. I mean, Ryan Pincher, when he, when he was in the, in the North Bank, got chopped out day one day. <laughs> was it the Forest game? He, he got banned day for about 10 matches towards the end of one season a few years back. Because he was having a go at the away fans. We need more people like that in the fucking North Bank. No, I, I, agree. The I agree. Like you say, throwing things at them. Chucking <laughs> things at them. <laughs> Fuck them. Couple yeah. of coins. So, here's, here's another question then um, from Dan sorry. Jevons. Would you go full strength for the cup match or play uh, more oh. youth for the squad rotation purposes? Uh, Oris wants a fucking a cup run. I'd agree with Oris. Uh, so put so that'd be put out your full strength team. Yeah, we all we all want a cup run, don't I, I, and I want to see us progressing the FA. I mean, the the draw ain't been gone to us, has it? Because it, it, it's more or less meant that we've got to sort of to to beat Liverpool. We've got to put out a good side, have we? You know, what I mean, the thing is though. You, you do want to see kids given a chance as well, don't you? And so, I mean, my contention would be we're on 29 points now, so maybe another two wins and a draw, we'll have, we've got enough points in the back. Yeah. Man, that's no, early on, that yeah, is it. Exactly. There's no way we're going down. I, I think there's no other distractions. We should go hard for the cup. 
Because it, 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 the thing is, if we win the FA Cup, we're in the Cup Winners' Cup next year. Well, Europa League, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but if you look at it, when Wembley on Saturday, well, now we get to Tottenham in a bit. 3,000 of us. For our first half, were we really noisy? I don't think we're as noisy as we, we have been. Second half, we were fantastic. The noise went there. Imagine if there's fucking 30,000 Wolves motherfuckers in there. How oh, much noise we're going to match? Oh, yeah. I mean, if you get a semi-final, you get the Wembley, don't you? Yeah, which so, yeah. cheapens it a little bit, but it's a Wembley day out. So we'd stick out a full strength. I, I would get, I, I wouldn't, well, I don't know, maybe you could Put make... Put a couple of kids yeah. in. Why well, Giles obviously fitting in there? Yeah, I mean, and he, he could bring Hawes in, he could give John Ruddy a run out in it as well, couldn't he? You know, just make like a, a few changes, but put the core out and fucking go for it. Yeah. Because then we've got Man City next Thursday, ain't they? So they're going to put the full pelt because that's what their focus is, and they've got Champions League. And you, you, you think they they would definitely be playing? You know, the I don't suppose you. I mean, they can always try for the FA Cup as well, can they? But it's got to be the least amount of focus for them compared to the. It's Champions not. It's not League their priori- It's not their compared, priority. Is compared it? to the Champions their League, their priorities are others. Than, than, than so I think if if it was me, but obviously you're going to be what Nuno decides. But when he was at Rio Ave, he took them, the small provincial um, Portuguese club, to two cup finals, never so been there before, all about the cup, the took them to Europa League, and he did that without like massive investment, that was just him improving players, bringing his ideas in, and, and we can see it through Cody, through Doherty, through Bennett, you know, and even other players that he's brought in and he's improved. The thing I would say is, as well, with the, the timing and the draw of the FA Cup is, is important, so... I mean, like, obviously it'd be great to win that game and go, through, go all the way through and go and win the fucking thing. But the, we have got Man City away the following Monday so, night. Or Sunday. Monday or Sunday. Or Monday or Sunday, yeah. whichever one, how it happens. And the, I, I think Nuno will be planning for that game. Absolutely. In, what he, in the team that he picks for the Liverpool game. So there'll be a bit... Of, I, don't, I don't think it'll all be about necessarily bringing kids in but there could be some changes with the view to with, what he's going to bring. with an eye on to that yeah I would agree so yeah, no, just, just, we've just, we just got to see what he, he does you just got to, it's one of them mates you just got to trust in the guy you've so just you, got to so trust, we can trust in the guy to make the right decisions I'm sure he won't do what Mick's done on us in the past and 10 and just, old changes just, just yeah. put some fucking rubbish line I'll never forget him for that when, when we when we Drew it blues and then we 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 drew them at home. Sorry, we drew it blues and had the replay at Molyneux. That that team he put out that night it was a fucking disgrace. Yeah. Absolute wrong. fucking disgrace. And I remember seeing night. the team sheet. And and the players and, and and the players needed to have a good look or, or look at themselves the way they played that night as well. Yeah. And then there's Willian or Wolves of centres one. Being as we have the smallest squad in the league, would Europe, if it happened, be two or three transfer windows too soon? Or would you embrace a July start to the season away in the Eastern Europe? I think if we got seventh or we won a cup. So we got seventh or we won a cup. I, I, I still think at where we are at the moment, it, it might hinder our progress if we. Well, you can look at what Burnley's happened to Burnley this season. They were in Europe early doors, weren't they? In yeah. the Europa League. I, I think <laughs> what we want to do, we want we want the ground expanded, don't we? Yeah. We, we, We've got certain commitments there, so it's very hard to see. I mean, if he comes, we'll have to just fucking take it, won't we? And you know, it, it, if we win the cup, we win the cup, and we ain't going to turn that down. Of course, you're right. So 
it's going to happen but it, it will be something very difficult for us to manage at our current stage of development that's with the squad we've got yeah. that's all I'd say because because with the, you're looking to bring new players in obviously ne for next season but if you if you've got to bring them in that early and try and integrate them for for that competition there's a lot of matches isn't there that is a big fucking ask there's a lot don't, of, don't care who there's it is. a lot of matches so I, I mean in some ways you know, I'll happily postpone that for another another twelve months. I would agree. Fair play. But 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 we take a um, cup win. But if it happens, it happens. Yeah. We're, we're yeah. There. yeah. Well, it. it shows progress, doesn't it? But we probably what six, seven players live, yeah. squad wise. Oh, exactly. For that, yeah, yeah, yeah for, for that. that sort of That's a massive transition, isn't it? It, it? it is, and as I say, it could hamper other things as well. It could hamper the way we want to develop the squad for next season. I mean, because then we will be looking at the fucking top six. Somebody's asked about the pre-match light show and stuff. We've already, we've, we've covered that. Ryan Bennett, we've covered definitively, and he's back ill. That was from um, Tom H. What else of it? Um, Lovely lad, Tommy's. Sean, what would, who would do an ideal backup for him and his to come in? Um, what's realistic transfer target, or will we stick with Jota? Well. Jota's not a backup to him in his age. No, he is, is No. I mean, Bonatini is the only realistic backup we've got at the moment. Yeah, and after that, it's Benny Ashley Searle, isn't it? Yeah, so. Who yeah. you wanted to play in midfield? Uh, well, don't fucking listen to me about football, man, I've watched it for over 40 years <laughs> now and I still don't fucking understand it. Yeah, but at least, um, you know, you were honest with that opinion, didn't you? Yeah, I'm an idiot, man. There's fucking no, no two ways about it. I'm an absolute fucking idiot. I forget matches, I forget fucking players, uh, I, I forget. I I'm wearing clothes half the time as the police said the other week. I think people get a bit bent out of shape about Jimmy, didn't they? Like in the backup. Because if he didn't start, <coughs> you, you could have Cov, Costa, Jota, Troyore, any per many three. Well, yeah, from as I say, four. within the existing squad, Bonatini is the only realistic backup. But if he. Dallas tempt anything here, so I'm touching wood with everything. If Jimenez gets injured. I don't think Bonatini would naturally come in. He, he, he may come in on a bench, but I still think he, he, all those players you've mentioned there would be would still be first. You, you know, you'd have a, a front, logs up you'd have a front too, three yeah. designed around them, and I don't think Leo, much as like Leo, would, 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 he's necessarily part of the equation at the moment. So he's, he could be one of the. players. I mean, because tomorrow, the, obviously, the transfer window opens, doesn't it? On the tomorrow, front, yeah, first yeah. January. Well, th this is my opinion about it. It, it's not about personalities. It's not about what kind of a player Jimmy is or what kind of a player Jota is. I think what what Nuno's trying to do with the team is is just have like roles, yeah. And then he, he gets a player to, and he moulds that player to play in that role, yeah. So what you have is uh, the Jota role. You have the Caballero role. You have the Jimmy role, and I think. Uh, uh, is, is the cover for Jimmy Bonatini played that was supposed to play that role all last season he uh, didn't quite step up to the standards that Nuno wanted so Nuno brought Jimmy in uh, strange weird way that Nuno goes, goes, goes about it but I think it's roles rather than personalities and, and uh, to be honest, I'm answering the question. I'm answering a, a completely different question. No, that, you, you, you're answering it, but I think in terms of Jimmy, um, we've we've got the option to buy. Is he worth thirty-eight million quid? I'd I'd spend the money on. Yeah. Well, 
But it ain't more money, so yeah, boy. Well, I think they said 38 million euros or 30 million quid is worth it. But we'll we'll get in for that. We will get in for that. It'd be interesting to see if they actually did something in this window around that and then got got somebody else in. Another loan. Yeah. Because I don't think there's a lot of manoeuvre for loans, is there, at no. the moment? And that, that would be an ideal thing. Another, you know, try before you buy thing would be... Because nice. I, think, I think we've done it with, with Jimenez and all that, you know... I mean, the due diligence in terms of recruitment, you have to say, since Nuno come in, has been spot on. I know um, under Zenga, so, like Tishera, he looked good and then we like, fizzled that into the ether. He did, they, where's he now, Burton still? I don't know, he went... Forest for a while, didn't he? He looked great, he did when he came down there. Then he just kind then of there was, um, went out. Prince, he came in as well, didn't he? Yeah. Onion Glue, as you called it. Yeah. Onion Glue. Onionge. Onionge. Prince Onion Glue. Yeah. He went off and somewhere. Oh, but I mean, like when he was on, he, he looked a bit like that, um, what was his fucking name? Doom, Doom Bar, Doom Beer. Yeah. Oh, Dumbia, yeah. yeah. Tonga, Dumbia. He, Tonga. he was a bit like that. He was that kind of style of player. They're all fucking legs, they're the yeah. type of players. They, yeah. they, they get the legs in a fucking tangle and they don't, you know. When, when it all comes together, they look great, but there's, there's a lot of times it don't come together and they've shit. Mm. You know, that's the trouble with them, so. Like a Patrick Vieira type, but not nowhere near yeah, risk no. having that. Um, ah, it's dead interesting, man. I wish I was right in the middle of it so I could hear what goes on. I'd, I'd love to be at Monday and just listen to people talking and. and Listen to what they're planning and what they're doing and who they're thinking of bringing. We've, we've got a couple more games to um, cover, ain't we? So Fulham, Fulham, Boxing Day. Fulham Boxing Day. Oh, thank you. No, oh, thank you either. I watch it on the telly. Uh, well, I mean, I was oh, there. Piece of fart during the game. We, we went drinking Jack. Daniels. We went on the um, on the Parker bus, and I thought first off, yeah, Fulham Fulham had chances. Rui, brilliant save from Mitrovic. I mean, people were saying we have to sign Mitrovic. I don't think he'd fit into our system. I don't think he would. Only if you fucking wanted some organs harvested or something. That's what it looks like to me, a fucking organ harvester. Great player, but... He misses a lot of chances, though, doesn't he? Loads of them. He misses a lot of chances. Well, the thing is, he gets gets a lot and he does create a lot of his own... um, So, but... He's too fucking petulant, though, isn't he? He does moan a bit, though. Is he the type that can interact with what we've already got? I don't think think he is for us. I don't think he would be for us. I mean, he's he's in their system. One of the things that really pissed me off, like coming back, I thought, first half, we had chances. Jimmy had a couple, he had that volley where he took it, and if that had gone in, the game's ours there for a couple of headers as well. Second half, I thought we were fucking fantastic. I mean, that little bastard scored for them, didn't he? Yeah. Fucking had to be in, coming a sub. How old is he again? 18. I'm surprised the stadium announced it ain't put him. And here's our substitute, right? Man, he's and gone. He's he, he should have been, yeah, mate, yeah. on the fucking telly. He just kept <laughs> going on and on and on about it. And I thought, well, man, just grab a look at that. Keeps whites on the 18. Yeah, yeah but it's it's just that London bias in it, that London centric bias, like because it's Fulham, they're in they're in the capital, and it's like oh little old Wolverhampton, who, who gives a fuck about that? But before they before they got the goal, I mean first off, um, there was a clear penalty. I didn't see because we was up the other end when we were at the we're at the other end of the ground. But watching it back on the highlights, it says he's up for it, and he put the, puts his hands on him on, oh, on yeah, the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it, the refs missed that. Mariner was it? Mariner. Mariner was the ref. He was yeah. a wanker. Um, 
Sace again, Callum Chambers, he's over the ball, he's, he's, it's, a, it's a red card, he's, da- he's out of control, dangerous tackle, straight red. And Sace just gets up and walks it off. You know, even booking. Yeah. Well, he booked Sace for just having yeah. a go back at him. Yeah, I mean, that was, that, that, was a, that was a bad moment in the game for me. That was something Mariner got wrong. I, I, I won't criticise him too much because I don't think it was one of them that was quite as easy to see as... He, as it turned out, you know, once you, once you see the replay, you see exactly what he's done. He, he's been really cynical. When you see it first time, you, you just think, oh, fuck me, that's a bad challenge. So, you, you know, you have to go with what the referee sees in his own eyes. But it was he was very cynical. And a, lot of these, a lot of these sendings off challenges that you see have been nowhere near as bad as that, that one yeah. actually was. Yeah. I, it's, it gets a bit annoying because everybody gets wound up when with some of these challenges. But what they don't realise is the the other player sometimes contributes to it as well because of the way his feet are and, yeah. and, and, and the guy who's going in full pelt to try and get the ball catches the other guy because he doesn't realise where that guy's feet are going to be. When Chambers tackled Sice that day, he knew exactly where he was. He knew exactly where his feet were going to end up and what he was doing. So for me, that is a red card all day long. I don't think Mariner quite had the best view of it to, to, to just make that decision. But another day, he, he should have walked. And I mean, subsequently, he should have had two another two yellow cards, shouldn't he? Well, he should have had one before. He should have had yeah. a card before that. So he should it should have been enough anyway, yeah. uh, regardless. But that was that was a definite red card. And that say, that, that changes the dynamic of the game. A full second off, and we alluded to it earlier about how much we seem to be more progressive and proactive in second half of games thought we were fucking brilliant and how they got their goal um, people were saying it was Rui's fault I don't think no I mean, he, he could have done better with the punch but uh, there, were, there was a lot round him there's was, bodies in the way people and everything think he, was, he, was, he was getting fouled which is, is another possibility I mean it's one of them things that does it, I'd rather see the keeper punch the ball than go down and find injury or something and then then it gets stuck in the net, you know what I mean? Yeah. But a lot of keepers in those situations just find injury and they get a free kick, yeah. don't they? You know, it's one of them, mate. Uh, he's, he's done his best anyway. He wore the best punch in the world. It's come out, I think we could have still done better when it's come out. If you look at the way the shot's gone in, could we have blocked it? Were we a bit off hearted trying to block it? Perhaps we were, because I don't think it was the best shot in the world. But. You know, it's easy to criticise eight when it ends up in the back of the net. We've we've done well to to keep them to nothing up to that point. And and you've got to bear in mind that it's not like a, J- a Jukanovic team. Is it's one that Ranieri's got out of. He's galvanised them. He's made them more difficult to beat. The compact, the playing with that deep defensive block. And we did find it hard to get round them. I mean, well, the, one of the students told Doris that they painted the fucking they made the pitch narrower. I wouldn't have been surprised. Oris chatted to one of the stewards and they said, Yeah, they painted it. They took about fucking three yards off either side. And, and um, Adama got upped and um, Cav came on. And I think Cav has more influence on the game when he comes on from yeah. the bench rather than starting. Because the Uddersfield game where he started, he, he, was, he, he did have a poor game. But Cav's like there and he's proactive, he's trying to make things happen. But the one who stood out more than anything was Matinia. He was like fucking football in yeah. Napoleon in the middle of the field. Yeah. He was just dictating everything. 
and without Matinho on that, I mean, but not only that with the ball being proactive, he's, he's running, he's tracking, his tackles. He was winning tackles. He had no rights to win for the size of him. He's only five foot seven. Only the dude. What, what is he like? Ten stone, ten and a half stone. It, the there's, most, no, yeah. there's nothing to him at all. But he's fucking winning the ball. He's closing him down. He's pinging it. He's getting his going. Nobody's stopping size scoring that. As it's there, size is. This is giving. I know he, he handballed it, didn't he? Because the ref was just going to blow. I think to give a penalty. But size puts it in. It's one-one. And after that. Wolves are still going for it. They're still going, looking for the winner. Yeah. Only there was be... only one winner. Yeah. Once, once, once wave after wave in that last like, 10, 15 minutes. And I know some games you're going to get caught on the break and Mitrovic, there's a long punt. Cardi clears it off the line. Maybe he can handle it better. But did we handle him better than last season? Yeah, because he didn't fucking score this season. Yeah. I think the, the point with that, I mean... Everybody's saying there's three of them there, but only one can put the challenge in. Call like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can have three. You, you can have as many. You can have all fucking ten blokes there if you like, but there's only one can put a challenge in on it. And, and it was Bennett, and it wore the best challenge. But what he didn't do, he's failing. He bring him down yeah. and give a penalty away, yeah. and that would have been the easiest thing in the world because you've only got to touch him, mate. Yeah, in his sprawling all over yeah. the fucking place. Always so looking for it. They did exactly the right thing. The like, get a shot away, which is a weak shot, which was. Able to be cleared, so Cardi got back and covered I, I don't think we did that. You know, people say, "Well, they should have defended that better." Well, he does, like you say, they scored. So it's a world-class fucking striker. We, we defended it well. He's <laughs> a world-class striker. Um, Look how many goals he scored against us last fucking year, the little bastard. And, and if we'd applied another five minutes, we'd have won that game. Won oh, definitely. I, I think that's the most positive. What thing. was the day out like? Was it a nice day out? Because it's normally a nice day out. Quarter it? past five pickup. When, when was it Wednesday? Wednesday morning. Jesus Christ! And got dropped off about twenty past nine on the night. So it was a long ass old day. But we had to because we went on the Parker bus and Big Dog had to go and pick it up. And then he'll be listening, picking people up all around the Black Country, Stourbridge, William Hall, mm. fucking Old Brighton. Jesus. Yeah. So yeah, it was a, the day was fine. Ran Damersmith um, before and after the game. Good, good, good. Well, we come out with a point out of it anyway. I, don't know, I avoided Oris as well, which is always not. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. That, that's why I, I, I don't want to go. I don't want to spend the day with him. <laughs> fucking nightmare. I had a lovely Christmas. I don't want it spoiled with kidney punches. Uh, <laughs> he, he broke my nose the one week, nearly. Uh, very violent man. He's doing his hair today, isn't he? Yeah, he's washing his fucking wig probably somewhere. <laughs> Uh, so we've only got um, Tottenham to talk about what Saturday what a day I'm nearly crippled oh man I nearly got crippled again uh, I don't remember much about it again because it's been a couple of days ago but uh, I remember the goals I remember how fucking empty that stadium seemed and how quiet it was apart from us yeah. uh, but footballing wise what do you think I mean, they'd scored 15 goals in the previous three games, hadn't they? They'd done Everton six, but they'd done um, somebody four, then Bournemouth they'd beat five. Bournemouth five. And I, so when we were going down to it and walking up, the people were thinking they were going to beat us three or four nil. I, I never, ever, ever thought that was going to happen. I, I said to the lads down on the train, we're getting some out of this game today. There's no way we're losing. And I genuinely believe that. I, I just thought... Nuno tactically, Adapa set up 
on Cathro and his backroom staff would have us just at it and right. Well, well the thing is, man, it, it, we, we played them. Once we play them, right, and they come down here and they, 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 they beat us. They, they were beautiful, Tottenham ones. The man they were knocking that ball around. But no, no, I was watching. Everybody was watching what was going on. So, of course, you go down there, man. He knows all about them now. Excellent. The point. players know all about them. Excellent point. The first reverse fixture, wasn't it? Probably happened a bit too soon for everybody's liking from the you know from the defeat to, to yeah. go back there so quickly. But did we pick up on what they understood perfectly? Did we what was pick up on? on what they did? Yeah, of course we fucking yeah. we knew exactly what was coming from them. And don't forget, like when we played them at Molyneux, and I was three 0 down, and we got it back to three two with the two penalties. They was fucking hanging on at the death. We we was battering them. We was battering them. They're not them. a fit team, I don't think. Man, they were dying in the second half. They I, I know people have said like like use fatigue. I ain't having that. I ain't buying. We was just. I don't mean physically. I mean mentally. That well, yeah. maybe a little bit jaded, but it's the same for every other team. You all play thirty-eight games in the Premier League. If they've no, got it, they've got European like whatever, but Pochettino's been there fucking four years. He's what? he's got them. He's put the money in. I know he ain't spent anything in that transfer window. But if you had that squad, you wouldn't need to fucking. You got Harry Kane up front. You well, don't yeah, need to spend yeah. fucking money on a striker. That that they were mentally jaded. What I'm, what the point I'm trying to make is that that it's like they weren't mentally jaded from all the games that they played previous. What they were jaded about was the fact that that game made them tired, made them mentally tired, because the the pace that we were playing football in that second half. Was something completely different to what they'd ever fucking experienced yeah, before. They're not used to teams. They're all used to it. Nicking the ball off them like Bolly was doing it. And yeah. Johnny was, was doing it. They, they, they're not used to having the ball took off them like that, and having to suddenly recover. Yeah. The number of times we did it, we it's actually our use got of them, the ball in it. That's we, what it we, is. We, our use we got of the them. Ball. They, they got they got players forward because, like you say, they've scored. That was how many goals. And they, they keep committing the men forward. And they're not used to having the ball nicked off them. And then, and then Christ, what we got to do now? <laughs> we ain't, we ain't got, we ain't got we the ball anymore. We ain't trying longer. to do this. What do we do, boss? Yeah, yeah. But, that, but Potch was sitting down. and I remember when the, uh, I watched it on the highlights. And when the second goal went in, he, he was talking to his fucking mate next to him. Like, you know, what, what the fuck? What, we do? what the fuck's what going on here? What, what do we do? I mean, first off... Um, it was much of a muchness, I thought. They got the goal and... Great goal. Yeah, but it's a fucking foul on Cav, ain't it? Should have been a free it's kick. A Man, he went three foot. You don't really see it on match of the day, you know. It's a free kick against Cav. Uh, and but from where we were, when we saw it, man, he went fucking four foot to I the I mean, side. Bolly could have probably closed him down a little bit better. But <coughs> he was retreating, hadn't he? Like, Bolly was retreating. But he could, he could have faced him up and whatever. And st- but... Fair play to Kane. It was a good strike, It was left footed, yeah. he got that, you know, he's fucking golden. And it's happened long enough after the foul, but it still should have been one. Um. I think it should have, and I just say that because I'm a Wolves fan. If I'd have been a neutral and saw a challenge like that, because he basically just ran into my shoulder balls, he wasn't a physical rough and a bit, bit of a tussle for the ball. He just ran into him and fucking shoulder barged him off it, which is alright in rugby. You know, I suppose in lower league football as well, but you you can't. That ain't the kind of football that you play in the Premier League, surely. It's all about art and beauty and any game that you look at, that's a free kick. In, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, but I knew damn well in score after because it always happens. We always have a fucking decision against yeah, us, just, yeah, and then you, some fucking you, you, you scores. I mean, Den Dunker started, didn't he? And I thought, 
It was a really, really yeah, good Yeah, Don Conley. Yeah, that's a good choice. Good performance. Good, good player. I like Don Carter. He's going to be, he's going to be a big player for us next year, I think. Belgium internationally, he's, he's very, very, very good. Yeah, he's going to be a big player for us. Uh, what were, who were the standout players at the Saturday? I mean, Jimmy Martin, Martinho again. Jimmy, yeah. Cardi, Benny, Bolly. I mean, the, the only one who was maybe a little disappointing was maybe Cavagan. I don't know, but I, I don't know whether you can say that. I, I thought first off, Traore was absolutely fucking fantastic. Yeah, I'd agree with that. He was causing them countless problems, and I think one of the things with the Dharma, he's got it in his head. Um, I've got, I've got to get it forward. I've got it obviously with the ball, and he gets these whacks and that. And because he's a big specimen, he thinks I've got. Sometimes he's got to learn to go down. I don't yeah, mean like yeah. cheat. I mean he's felled like go down and get the fell, not not like simulation or anything. Numerous times seen it, Cardi. Three of the fuckers felled him at Cardi, but because he's yeah. that strong, he carries on running and then he loses the ball. I just once that penny drops with him, as we discussed earlier. But I thought it was his best game for us, Troyore. He caused them countless problems at the back with his pace, also his strength and his power. They're scared of him. Definitely. They will have their eyes on him all the time. Definitely. Give other players a chance to get in there. I, I think he got a bit of a whack though, didn't he? That's what they said. He, uh, yeah, he, well, they said he was feeling his hamstring. Yeah. So, um, but, but Mateen, whether that was just precaution or whatever. Matinho coming on, in, at Fulham he was fucking marvellous and fantastic, but he, at Tottenham he just run the fucking show when he come on. They they could not deal with him, Sissoko no. and Winks and that. They, they couldn't lay a glove on him. It was just uh, proactive. He was with the ball, getting us forward. I mean, he put the cross in for Bolly. Fantastic header. I think Ryan Bennett deserves some credit for that because he draws him across. And he and Bolly just little run, and Larice, the lager drinker, is getting nowhere near that. It's back well, of the he, net. He did get, he did get an answer, didn't he? Yeah, but I mean, in terms of just keeping it, yeah, out, I mean, he was going to keep it. Out. Like the power that was, and Bolly's his celebrations, fantastic. But obviously we don't see that at the time because like the away end is just in total fucking bedlam. Big fat bastard who fell on my leg, man. I'm talking about again. I mean, we were. It was like row up. Stuart Davis is in that row. Then he's in our row. There's fucking dudes behind us, Sibo and that whatever, and it's just fucking bodies everywhere. Chaos. I had somebody on top of me at one point. I was supporting their weight, and then this big fat bloke fucking fell on my leg, and then. Uh, I got a fat lip. My my That's glasses, just... they got nose things on them. Yeah. Right, because they fell off. And so basically, it's two pieces of metal on my nose, and then this dude hugged me and just smashed the lot into my fucking nose. And I was like, fuck who no. But at least we scored, and I don't care. Because in the South Bank, you did. You, the old South Bank used to die in there sometimes. Oh, yeah. If you fell over in there, man, yeah. knees at Mother Brown was the one. Knees at Mother Brown. Or Orish loves getting a dig in if you get the chance. So if we score, he'll he'll give you a dig. I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna drop the nut on him one of the days. <laughs> fucking good on with Marines nut block right in the nose. I mean the second goal that that finish by Jimenez, it's well class the way he does it. It's, it's, it's got a or it. It's a work of art. It is. It, it's because quick, quick thinking. When it comes through, he looks, he looks, he looks. He sees the gap between the legs and he plays. Tom pokes it a bit. Just the right amount of pace to yeah. give him. And then it was just fucking scenes, limbs all over, <laughs> limbs all over the shop in that, in that away section. In that one, in that row we were in, it was fucking chaos. <laughs> that second, but that's Man. like, 
The third time, like we, you've been, in, it was in our old palace. We won that one at West Ham. You was with us. Yeah. So when we when we get Chelsea away in February, yeah. you've got to be with us in that okay, row. Okay, then. We're fucking four in a row. I'll have a word with Ollie and make sure we get the tickets all in the same row. Yeah, in the same row. And then, when was it? Eighty seventh minute. We're still looking. Neves wins that ball, pings it out to Doherty, who looks up and Elder's already on his bike, but. He's holding his he's holding his run at the same time. If that makes sense. Yeah, but he's, then, he's on the wrong side yeah, of the fucking dude. But but as soon as Doherty puts that ball in, Elders away, and everybody's just please put it in. Not because we would have held on for two one the victory, but because of Elder. Elders had some shit. Man. He's had that much fucking stick and so unfair that you shouldn't even. Some it, some people who I know shouldn't even say his name. He's missed he's missed chances in games. Fair enough, players miss chances. I always say. When they ain't in the position to take the chances, when you should worry, not when they're missing chances, because that means they're doing the right things. But he gets his left foot and he just opens his body up into the corner, and then he come, he come and then forget it. The lights go out then. Yeah, so but, much for him being shot in front of goal, like yeah, uh, fucking know, awesome. The goal goes for us again. He's, he's fucking gone. He fucking awesome. No good him having the fucking chance, is it? It's, a, it's the same ones on the it's the same ones on the Troyori bandwagon all that negativity. That's what it's fuck it off. We don't need it. I'm sure they're like a fifth column sometimes. You know, on social media especially because as soon as you get one negative comment, you always get the same fucking comes band doing yeah, it's fucking shitty and this and that and it, it's a load of crap. Yeah. I mean, I know you can look into the past. The, the, pro- and say they probably have like a group chat about it, down there saying this is what we're going to do. And these are our tactics. Yeah, and we'll, and we'll, 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 we'll stir it up tonight. Oh, fucking pointless. Yeah. That that poor lad. And me, me and Oris have talked about this when, when he had his uh, his ankle injury. He had to have his ankle rebuilt. Yeah. You know, it massive injury to come back. No, it was a man, massive injury to come back. It was just a strain, man. It was a fucking career-threatening injury. And yet that kid is back on his feet and doing scoring at fucking Wembley yeah, against yeah, Tottenham. Yeah. Now, how can you denigrate some? You can't. That we, we've seen the ability, we've seen the talent. Like in the Championship under Lambert, he was head and shoulders. When we played Liverpool in the Cup away, he yeah, absolutely yeah. fucking ruined him that day. Yeah, absolutely ruined him. He's, he's a brilliant player. You'll, you won't have a great game every fucking game. It's impossible, isn't it? But. When he does have a good game, which is most of the time, that that goal will do his confidence the world yeah, of good. He, yeah, won't, he won't be so apprehensive now. It'll be it'll be. Yeah, don't be scared, elder man. Get in there, have a fucking go at him. I'm scared of you. He'll be knowing rather than thinking about it. That I think that's what what it'll do for him. I mean, after the game, it was it was it was delirium, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't remember going back to the car. Just a just a superb day out, wasn't it? Everything about it was just like top we, draw. We, we've had we've had good days out watching the Wolves, but that'll that'll take some beating. Then we're second in the league, but um, they were second in the league, absolutely flying. We're a nearly promoted team from the Championship, and we go down, and we play them off the pitch. We play him off the pitch at the home of English football, and I ain't having it bet fatigue, mental or whatever. Two equal teams, and we. Fu- Harry Kane didn't have a touch inside the box. Never. England's number. England's main striker, the captain of England, scored 20 goals in the last four seasons, plus in the Premier League, and inside the 18-yard box, he never touched the fucking ball. And um, 
Patricio never had an opportunity to save anything second half because he was protected that well by the BBC and also Neves, Dendonka, Matinho. It was just fantastic. It was yeah. just fucking brilliant. I mean, there was a lot of people saying, we, you know, there was a possibility. I, I think there was a lot of... I don't think there's a great deal of negativity, but there's a lot of people fearing that we could get spanked because they could, you know, the way they'd been scoring goals for fun. But I just said, that don't happen to Wolves. No. We, we, we don't play like that. We don't play like we'll, we'll get taken apart by anybody. And I, I don't think we, we try to... I don't think we go out with the intention of taking all the teams apart. We go with this game plan that Nuno keeps on about... The, 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 the whole idea is that you retain the ball and the, the chances will come. Yeah. And when they come, it's all about taking your opportunities when they come. It's, it's not about going gungo. And we, we don't do that. We don't, we, we're measured. We don't, we're very we measured. We don't take a lot of pace to the opposition and, and keep trying to, you know, terrorise or anything like that. We, we just keep measured control of the ball. Wait for the gaps to come. That's what. It, that's what it is. It's a tempo. Watch the tempo with the fucking passing that we do. The tempo is always the same, regardless. Yeah. Uh, it's only two goals down. Uh, tempo's the same. We never change the tempo. The passing, the movement, it's always the same. But uh, at, at the Tottenham game, Hurricane uh, scored. So cost me two grand. That bastard did. Well. I'm sorry about that. We shouldn't. Oh, yeah, we won. <laughs> it's only a couple of quid. Don't worry about it. But they scored, so all our team runs back into our own half. Fucking Bowley talking to Cody. Cody's talking to Bowley. Bowley's talking to Johnny. Johnny's having a shout at Rui. Rui's shouting at somebody else. Fucking Neves is talking. Everybody's talking to each other while they're all celebrating. They're all like ba 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 ba. Then fucking they're looking over to the touchline. What's new now? Say new now. Screaming fucking. Fucking yeah. In in shape. Keep your fucking shape. Keep your tempo. Keep everything as it is. But everybody's talking to each other. So while Fulham are having a fucking big circle jerk over Harry Kane's goal, we were already planning our fucking what we're gonna do. Back. You know, that's how we won that game. The fact that we're all communicating with each other. Everybody's communicating, but it's that tempo, that rhythm of the fucking football that we play that they have got no answer to. A lot of teams have got no answer to it, and I think it really did do Tottenham's heading because they was expecting, I don't know what they're expecting. They was expecting something to happen that day happened, and it did their fucking heads in because they had no reply to it at all. They were coming off the pitch crying, so, so, son. He was crying. <laughs> were they? Yeah, yeah. Chargeron, he walking in, he tears. He's a player I'd buy for Wolves. I like him. But even now in the second half, he was like he was quite anonymous. He's got loads about his game. No, he has. Like yeah, yeah, did yeah, the, yeah, there's no two ways about it. They are a top top team. They are, and could they? So are we then? Yeah, but could they win the Premier League? Maybe they could. If if Liverpool and Man City down fucking and they carry on with a good run, but that that day was about Wolverhampton Wanderers. We went down. We imposed our identity at Wembley. I mean, 88 against Burnley was like obviously it rose tinted spectacles and it was a brilliant day out and whatever but at the end of the day it was a fucking lower league cup competition that we'd won well, the but football it, was a bit crap yeah but we get the opportunity for like 60 fucking thousand of us to go down against Burnley we're a great day out but well we've done that for two days Saturday was way beyond that 
I like a bit of revenge for the injustice of the offside goal that wasn't given. And yeah, yeah. Up, yeah. The, the, the first reverse fixture, like I say, can't wait for the Uddersfield reverse fixture and the Watford reverse fixture. No, they look, they, they, I think they'll tell you a lot. Especially if Decoray gets sold by Watford. Watford I'm be, they'll be a to. totally different team. All of that will be nice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Watford. I'm looking forward to Uddersfield. Uh, Liverpool, I'm looking forward to. Last day. I mean, we talk. We're going to do them. We're gonna, oh. They're not going to win this fucking. Yeah. <laughs> they are, haven't they? It's, it's written. It's, it's written. <laughs> They'll be like, if, ever they need, if ever they need a point to win the fucking league. And we're we up there. Out, yeah. There's no nice. It leads on Rarek coming out of that fucking place, mate, I tell you. There's no nicer team to be there. <laughs> like to fucking stick it up them. Oh. It's written in the fucking. I'm, I'm Man City, I, I think Man City will, will pull it back to like, you know. It's going to be close now. It because, will. Because that. I mean, Guardiola, he's like, because he was on Five Live, I was listening to it yesterday or this morning, and he said, like, um, really good psychology saying about Liverpool. He's put that much pressure on him by saying they're possibly yeah, the best yeah, team in the world at the moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's what because that, yeah, their fans, propagandist. Their fans are fucking deluded, aren't they? Liverpool oh, massively. Fans. Like, massively. Your social media, they're fucking absolutely. They've got hard ons. Yeah. And, like, that'll be, like, permeating into the. Oh, Pep Guardiola, same with the best team in the world. Man City out the fucking smashing next week. Fucking stick five up on the Man, that's going to be an interesting Bastards. Fuck them up. I used to look at it quite abstractly, you know, when you're in the Championship and you're struggling against other teams. Yeah, it's another planet, isn't it? Well, once you're stuck in the middle of it, it's it's the same bullshit that you get in the Championship, really. It's just that the football's a lot better. A lot better, high quality. (laughs) No, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. I think what I want to say, like, before we wrap it up, there's a couple of things. It's Palace tomorrow. They're gonna come and sit in. They're gonna they're gonna make it. Wednesday. Block. Wednesday, yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's in. Yeah. Okay. Next year. <laughs> on Wednesday, they're gonna come in on the second. They're gonna sit in tight. They're gonna try and it is on the break. So it may be that it takes, you know, some magic for us to break down and get. We don't want the fans getting frustrated. You've got to stay with the team. You've got to be patient. Get behind them. Have a sing song. Fucking enjoy yourself. Yeah. Enjoy the football. Don't get on the backs of the players. So if, if a pass goes awry or some fucking, don't come off. Stick with them. Don't no. get being fucking negative. Don't buy that ticket because it don't get you anywhere. No, it don't. At the end of the day, it's it's, it's great football to watch. It is. Well, but odd, odd soon. As well as leaving little hell pellets all round the fucking way, <laughs> round the way dugout. Dirty bastard. He's risk averse, so it'll be fucking old what we have, and then look for fucking Zaha to hit us on the break. That, yeah. that, that'll be their. That, fucking, that'll be their game. That'll yeah, be their game plan. Yeah. I mean, the will the will cause problems, but what I'm saying is, defensively they'll be that fucking well organised. So we've just got to be a bit patient. They were patient. extremely well drilled down there, Edward. They, they were. Really, he, did, he did make it really hard for us, didn't he? Mm. I mean, that MacArthur's a good player for them in midfield. I fucking rate him. He's a very good player. Yeah, very he was, underrated. He was pulling a lot of strings, but he, he, he did have a, like, a bit of a free roll, didn't he? No, he did. Uh, and whether we'll... Well, I'm sure we will pick up on that. Oh, we'll, like we'll you say, different. That we know what they are now. Yeah. Well, once Sacey starts... If you, put, if you play Sacey and Sacey starts fucking chewing his neck... You know what I mean? It, yeah. It'll look to pop. And he loves the Tudors, Romain. Oh, he fucking loves it, man. I think the only other thing is the cup game against Liverpool. We need to just have a have a chat about that. It's on TV, and it, I don't know whether it's going to sell out or not. 
I'll get in a ticket. I don't know how the sales have gone now, uh, to be honest. I mean, there were was, was still quite a few left when they They did 4,000 on the first day general sale, apparently. It, there was 13,000 on general sale, and it went down to nine. That's what... I'd, I've not looked or checked, but no. some people on, on social media were saying that. I think the thing that's bothered me is, if you've got a supporter number, you can get four tickets. And I went on a Facebook um, ticket page to try and get Kainer a ticket for the Tottenham game just to see if there's anything like floating about and people are saying oh can I have a support number for the Liverpool game and they pay, yeah I'll pay him yeah you fucking end up with all these motherfuckers in our end mm. like because they've yeah. got four and all, they've got the lowest Steve ball they've got the quadrant as well ain't they yeah. fucking uh, down them motherfuckers boys do you, have, have you heard about uh, Wolves fans selling fucking tickets uh, well they're going to be selling tickets for the Liverpool reverse fixture because Wolves fans are going to be selling tickets to Liverpool because it's their last match of the season and it could be like the title yeah. presentation yeah I oh, know fucking wankers and, and numbers two and a half grand I heard mentioned yeah. for, uh, I, would, I wouldn't offered. sell it for 20 grand if I got a ticket no, for the no, game no, 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 no way should that happen you know it's a, it's a privilege to have a ticket to watch Wolves and you, you don't sell that privilege to any fucker do you know uh, at Fulham uh, there was 400 empty seats in our end because 400 people that bought tickets day turn up day turn up yeah I mean, I mean I I was in P6 I think I was um, where we were it was like I didn't see any empty seats but yeah. obviously on to the left <coughs> of the goal like Roy at the back Young Kana was two rows behind me he bought a ticket on the morning didn't he or the day before Young Kana Young Kana and like I walked in the ground and I said <laughs> how you doing Kana and I said, fucking fancy that two rows back. So we, we really enjoyed um, Fulham in terms of the way we played, particularly second half. Matinho, best player I've seen in the Wolves. Yeah, I've got to say that. Well, we've done fucking two hours and eight minutes. Fuck's oh, sake. Jesus. <laughs> so some poor bastard's going to have to fucking <laughs> use all the data up fucking downloading this masterpiece of fucking waffling. But we waffled on the way through. We did well. Um, should we wrap it up there then? I suppose we've come to the end. Really, yeah, yeah. Just w- wish everybody a happy new year. Yeah. Have a happy new year. Yeah, healthy, really happy new year. Happy uh, Wanderers New Year to everyone. Yeah, happy happy steeple day. Uh, we'll try and make it. Should we put more bells and whistles on the podcast, or should we just fucking leave it? I don't know. My mate had a word with me last night. He said you've got to get it more professional because he listened to it. And I said, well, yeah, I'll think about it. <laughs> well, you do what you want to do, and we just talk the way we normally talk. We do, yeah. don't yeah. we? It's, it's. And people love it, man. I get loads of love of people that listen to it. I mean, people that who are now that listen to it and speak to me about it, they just say it's like mates in a pub having a chat about wolves, and like it's good to hear that perspective on Another it. Side of it. Yeah, like rather than being too topical. There's a, there's other ones in there. There's other podcasts and. I don't know, maybe they're a lot more polished and they've got different agendas. Yeah. We're just mates that talk about wolves. And I don't want a job in journalism. No. no. I don't, no, want, no, I don't no. want to write about football no. to other people. Alright then, fuck it then. Alright then, fuck off you lot. I'm going to have a cup of tea and a fag. <laughs> <laughs>